Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is the wonderfully talented, the graceful Bard. Bard is a an amazing music streamer, and especially what's going on with Twitch right now in regards to all these copyright infringement things that are happening within the music category, uh, in regards to playing covers... There's some weird law, well, they've come to the conclusion that the license that Twitch has with these, the recording industry, which I don't, I don't know, how, I'm not going to begin to even understand how that works, but I'm sure it's, uh, it's some kind of blanket deal that allows um, uh, people on their platform to play covers, but it doesn't cover uh, recordings of that cover. So the VODs or the video on demand, uh, the videos that are left over after a stream, those are called VODs or video on demand, uh, they are considered recordings. So right now we have a lot of people in the music category on Twitch taking down their VODs after they stream because of this new copyright infringement law thing that's going on, DMCA, the whole thing. So. With that said, I really respect the Graceful Bard because she is someone who has been creating original content since she started. And I think she did actually do covers and stuff and she did gaming, but but she mostly does original content. So if you go to uh, twitch.tv slash the Graceful Bard, you're going to find her VODs. But if you go to someone, a, a very popular music streamer like Autopilot, there's no VODs. So I have mad respect to all the uh, original content creators out there uh, and mad respect to the Graceful Bard. The Graceful Bard will be up shortly. Make sure you're following the Graceful Bard. It, all the links are in the show notes. So make sure you go and uh, click around and, 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 and start following your girl. Uh, but the Graceful Bard will come up in just a second. But first, go check out Raina Mystique's new single. It's called Hold. It's amazing. It's it, Some would say it's her signature song. Go check it out. You can check her out at RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Or go check out the single Hold. You can find a link in the show notes uh, to the new song Hold. So go check it out. And uh, yeah, and also Raina is streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Raina Mystique, uh, four days a week from 8 to 11 a.m. And also, uh, I stream with my wonderful son, Saucy Chicken Nugget with one N. Uh, we stream every Saturday and Sunday. For the most part, we try to stream all weekend. Uh, but you can find us at twitch.tv slash saucy chicken nugget with one N. Uh, you can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch. It's a family affair. Uh, we Speak English Good is on Twitch. And if you're not over there checking out the live stream, you're missing out on so much content that I can't even 
that I can't even tell you. So, uh, yeah, go check that shit out right now. Uh, I can't even tell you. No, I can tell you a lot of stuff. I could tell you things, but I won't. Okay, go check out We Speak Twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. We stream Mondays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This Friday or at least, or today, later on today on the live stream, we have Broken Robots, an amazing indie band out of Chicago, Illinois. So uh, stop through. That's 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Twitch stream. And then this Sunday on the Twitch stream, we have JT and the Conspirator. That's me. I'm the Conspirator. It's going to be an acoustic duo stream this Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and this is uh, June 27, 2021. So uh, if you're listening in the future, you've already missed it, maybe. I don't know. If you're listening on Sunday at 2 p.m., this is your chance to go get it. So go get soup. Okay. Uh, that is... Oh, wait. I got to do the other stuff. Go like, subscribe, review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, blah, 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 blah. Okay, links are in the show notes. Go click and follow us. Uh, what else have we got? Subscribe. Subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, you can also write... Oh, sorry. Leave a review for the show. It's very helpful if you like the show. Leave a five-star review. Write a couple sentences and we'll read them on air. Uh, this is a very free and helpful thing you can do for the show that uh, I, I very much appreciate. Uh, okay, that is everything. I don't know who's on the podcast next week, so whatever. We're, we're moving on. But uh, please do enjoy this conversation I had with uh, the wonderfully talented, uh, the, the elvish. Wait, is, that, is she elvish or is she? I think she's an elf. I can't remember. Damn it. Everybody enjoy the graceful bird. I don't like to have an agenda, you know, like our emails were very, you know, like I just told you the bare minimum, right? And like, there was no real like, what are we gonna talk about? It's like, no, we don't, <laughs> there's none of that because I feel like once you have an outline of what's going on, there's sort of, there's some magic that gets lost in there because there's some beautiful thing that happens when people are just having a real improvised conversation where they're just going back and forth, bouncing ideas off each other, you know, you know, having uh, respectful arguments, or real arguments, whatever it is, it's like it's you know just this back and forth, this tension, this this the pull. The I, I love that so much. And one thing that helped me so much with all of that, uh, you know, starting with music improvising, I, I actually took improv classes, like 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 comedy improv, you know, in the. Um, which, which is silly, and so many people are like, oh, God. <laughs> no, but do it. it. Everybody should do it. It's so amazing. Have you tried it? Have you done it before? Oh. I took one improv class in New York City, and it was wow. amazing. And this is after I started doing improv with music, and oh. it still taught me so much in yeah. just a couple of hours. It's amazing. Everybody should be forced to do it. Not I, forced. Everyone should be offered the opportunity to do it. Everybody should be rounded up, put on trains, <laughs> and sent yeah. to their, their nearest theater for improv classes. Um, 
Anyways, yeah, but no, you're absolutely right. There is something um, that I, I took two, and then and then then Corona came and and took away my um, my uh, my improv class, and um, it was a real bummer too because they were trying to do it online during the the pandemic, and, and like it just didn't work. Like Zoom improv is just bleh, improv authoritarian. Yeah. <laughs> You will get on the train. You will learn improvisation. <laughs> okay, oh my I'm gonna stop. <laughs> so dark. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> it just got really bad really quickly. Uh, thanks, thanks, International Space Bacon. Thanks for for that. I really appreciate it. That was funny. <laughs> Anyways, the uh, but but what it did for me, uh, it completely changed the format of my show even because it was like. All of a sudden, now I'm equipped with this ability to. Um, it, there's something weird when you're training in improv classes where you're actually you're teaching your brain to um, instantly have options, like instantly have different options, and where you're not overthinking it, you're just sort of pulling, and and so you're sort of training your brain into doing that, and so. I, it went from a show where I wrote down a lot of questions to a show where I don't, I don't write anything down. Like, I think there's like two things I wrote down for you and, and that's it. And, and, you know, so it's like, it, it took, it took the show to a whole new direction because it, it equipped me with tools to be able to navigate through most situations, to take a conversation anywhere and to dig deep and, and, you know, like bounce ideas off of it and make horrible jokes about rounding people up and saying an improv class pulling inspiration from the universe yes thank you yes yeah yes. enjoy being <laughs> enjoy being thank you for being here thank you it's good to see you i don't i've never met you but good to see you here thank you for being here uh but yeah so so improv was just sort of this uh sort of this extension for you oh yeah everybody as well uh, Lord Helmet, thank you so much for being here. Uh, the, there are questions for the guests. If you use a fresh bar, I always forget to tell people, but if you have a question for the guests, please do use your channel points. It's a very cheap uh, channel point too. It's only one fresh bar, so you can afford it just by being here. What's up, Lord Helmet? Thank you for being here. Behind the Suit, what's up, baby boy? Good to see you. Can we get a shout out for Behind the Suit and Rafi? Um, We'll see if my mod's paying attention. I I, I just heard her get home. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, the so improvising for you was sort of a way to uh, express without sort of the constraints of a of a format and like words and and all of that. Is, is that yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was just. It's like I I hit a wall as far as a part, a certain part of my creativity went. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that there was still more to be said. So I just kept pushing and I'd stopped caring about whether or not it sounded right. Yeah. Because that was kind of the thing with being a songwriter is that you kind of go back and you're like, how can I fix this? How can I make this, you know, sound better? But when you're improv improvising, this the one word I need to say today and I can't say it. <laughs> That's okay. You guys know what I mean. <laughs> but um, but yeah, when it comes to that, it's just like there is no right or wrong. Yeah. It's just it's just feelings put to sound or whatever medium you're putting it to, and it's it's very liberating. I highly recommend improvisation. Ah, yeah. said it. 
Hey, you did it. it, it like, yeah, <laughs> I, I do too. I do too. It, it just, on whatever level it is, you know, whatever your medium is, you know, like I don't know how you would improvise. I guess, I guess there's a way to improvise if you're a painter. You could just sort of like go into it with no. Yeah, yeah, you could do the Bob Ross. Remember when Bob Ross would just break out like the putty knife and just go <laughs> with like a big black mark and be like, let's see what we could do with this, which is amazing. <laughs> Uh, we have some questions coming in from the chat here, and I, I do want to get to them. I'm, I, I, okay. I try to stay on top of the questions, chat, but if we're in the middle of a, a conversation, I'm, I'll treat them almost like a song request. So, like, it will just go down the list, and, and we'll have to probably reference what we were talking about prior to getting to the question. But... It'll be a good time. So, uh, Lord Helmet wants to know, can you tell me a joke? Can you? No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I don't know. See, that's something I don't think about very often. I just, I usually just say inappropriate things to make people laugh. But <laughs> all right. So when I was in an elementary school, that's when I learned the chunk of the jokes that are appropriate for normal human ears, I guess. And uh, so I have one that I kind of just jumped to and it's stupid as hell, but all right. So there's three guys standing on a cliff and this genie appears and he says, if you jump off the cliff, you will land in whatever you wish for. So the first guy is like, all right, I'm going to jump to the to the edge of this cliff. I'm going to wish for a million dollars. So he jumps off this cliff, falls into a huge pile of money. The second guy is like, I want a million puppies. So he goes over to the edge of this cliff and jumps. And there's like this big, beautiful, fluffy pile of puppies. The next guy doesn't know what he wants. So he gets to the edge of the cliff. And as he's thinking, he slips and goes, oh, shit. Oh, nuts. <laughs> And there he goes. Still not really appropriate for a lot of human ears, but, you know, people get offended at poop jokes. But I tell them, so you know what? It's a thing. Yeah. There it is. It's a thing. Everybody Lord Helmet, this is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> this is all your fault, Lord Helmet. Uh, yeah, that, that idea that people... Uh, how do you handle people who might be offended by something that you say like that in your chat? I used, I used to care. I mean, when I first started streaming, I'm... I tell this story sometimes, like I had a mod who was a very well-meaning person, but they kind of wanted me to be like innocent and not say things that offended people. And uh, then I don't know, like the other day uh, I was singing about poop or something and, and uh, I noticed people left. I turned off my numbers a couple weeks ago and I have to say, that's like the best thing I could ever the you greatest, do for yourself as a streamer. The it's greatest, so liberating. The greatest thing. So, so yeah, so I, I turned those off. Then I, I had a new person come in who said something like, oh, I'm going to poop. And so he went to go do his business and I wrote a whole song about it and people loved it. So I realized that <laughs> it's not about what, con like what, um, what you're talking about necessarily. It's just kind of like, just be yourself. If you say something that's offensive, people are either going to love you or hate it for it. And that's anything you could say the nicest thing and people get offended. You could just be a generally nice person and people are going to be like, why is she so nice? Yeah. So you you really just got to be true to yourself. And that's something that I've been learning as a performer and creator is you just got to do what you want to do. So that's what I've been doing, especially the last couple months. I'm just like, screw it. I'm just going to do what I want to do. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I, I I feel like streamers hit that point sometime. You know, like there like there's this idea that we have to have constant growth and everything needs to be going up and everything. You know, like the like and and if there's a if there's a plateau, we're just like, what is going? <laughs> Do they not love me anymore? Yeah. You know, so yeah. so like kind of like pulling yourself out of that and, and getting to a point as a streamer, or even as a performer, as a podcast or anything. It's like getting to that point where you could be comfortable and, uh, and 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 sort of like go of your preconceived notions of like growth and like all that because if you're if you're sitting there and all you're thinking about is growing and and why aren't enough people watching and why do I only have three people in my street if you're sitting there it's gonna come yeah. through it's gonna come through. People are very receptive, even if they're not even conscious of it. They're just going to sit there and be like, this is, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, it's just like that. It, it just, it affects your performance. It really does. So becoming very comfortable and, and sort of letting go of this idea that for like infinite growth is all you can do. And like, I, I have to be partner in a year or whatever your goal, like, and, you know, it's great to have goals. I'm not saying not to have goals, but I, I definitely think being hard on yourself is, is a fast way of burning out and uh, mm -hmm. and, and just quitting in general is like if, if you're gonna because it, it turns into something that's not fun like you know what I mean like this is very fun for me still like has yeah. it ever been a point where you're just like this isn't what I want right this second I mean like yeah you know. of course I mean yeah. there, there have been times as I've been sort of trying to figure out what I want to do on stream because I started out playing games and then I started doing music so yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if people would be receptive to the music that I like to make. And so I would do a lot of songless streams and I still do them because I know that people really like them. So occasionally I'll do a songless stream. And just the other night, I kind of just threw up the songless and a bunch of people were into it. So I was like, okay, let's just do this. But, uh, but songless usually is not my thing. And I know a lot of musicians love to do that, but for me, I feel kind of like anxious, like, oh shoot, I'm messing up their song. So when I get back into the groove of just doing the random improv stuff, it, it's kind of like where I feel the most comfortable. And then when I do my weird ambient stuff too, I really love that. But I realized that, you know, you kind of just got to feel it because some days I'm feeling something and some days I'm not. So rather than schedule it and be like, okay, we're going to do this songless night. And then I get to it. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this today. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm learning to just not be too specific about what we're going to do. And I just run with whatever creative energy is coming out of me that day. So yeah. Yeah. But there have been days where I'm just like, I shouldn't be doing this right now. And so I'm learning that if I do end up doing something like that, I'm just like, all right, we're going to change it right now. We're going to not do this anymore. Yeah. Because don't, I don't know, you shouldn't force yourself to do things if you're not happy or comfortable doing them. So yeah. especially live in front of people. Yeah, it's like, maybe sure. we should change it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I agree with you full heartedly. Uh, I've kind of stopped following songless streamers and DJs because there's not there's not enough chaos. Sounds serum. Thank you so much for that follow. I appreciate it. Amen. Sounds don't do crap you don't wanna. Yeah, I agree with that so much. Dex, good to see you, buddy. I appreciate you being here. Uh, yeah, no, the the the. It, there's this thing too where where people in chat, and I'm not saying anybody in this chat, of course, but there are people out there who start like sort of demanding things of you and to be like, dance, you know, or like, <laughs> play, 
play dance monkey or like whatever it is, whatever it is. It's that synth lab. Thank you for the follow. How do you, how do you handle people who are like, you know, I, I kind of asked you this before, but uh, how do you handle trolls? Like, what do you do? Like, are, are you afraid to be like, get the fuck out of here? Or are you someone who is like, you'll tolerate a little bit before things go down? It depends. Yeah. I mean, I'm usually pretty understanding because um, I've worked with a lot of people with special needs and like my whole career before this was actually just strictly that for 10 years. So I understand that there are probably going to be people on the other side of the screen and I don't know what their mental state is or like if they have a disability or if they just are lonely and they need something. But if, you know, if somebody comes in and says, sing this song and I'm not doing song lists, I'll try to as, as calmly as possible explain to them like, I'm not doing that right now, but if you come back during this sort of stream or if you want to, you know, hop in the discord to find out when those streams are, then you'll, you know, you'll be, you'll be updated when it happens. Mm. And so I find that that just talking to people kind of gently at first helps with, you know, non-offensive statements. Sometimes people will come in and be like, you know, I'm not going to even, I'm yeah. not going to say anything, but like troll shit, obvious yeah. troll shit where they're, they're just saying nasty stuff. Those people are just gone, gone. because we don't have patience for that. But but people that are like, do this song for me now or, you know, sing, you know, this thing or do this weird thing with your face. It's like, I understand that there are people out there who are just looking for company and maybe have like triggers that yeah. get them like, Ugh. so I get it. I get it. Yeah. So I just kind of coax them away from that. And like, we're doing something else now. So yeah. we'll come back to that maybe later, but we're not going to do that right now. Oh, yeah. So, no, the, <laughs> the, the Twitch, the Twitch universe is, is rife with mental illness and within people and within streamers yeah. too. But, uh, but it's, you know, like, it, I think that's a great approach to it because, I mean, first of all, they could be like, 10 year olds right just sitting there that's just the other like, thing yeah. show me your boobies or so you know whatever it is <laughs> whatever ridiculous thing right and then the dance monkey dance yeah <laughs> i really i really like that approach yeah me too i i think that that's the way to go because it, you don't know who you're talking to you don't know if you're talking to a 10 year old you don't know if you're talking to somebody who is like really suffering from something um I, I mod for Reyna and I used to get really, really upset when people come in and say racist stuff or like say like just terrible things. And I would go and like I would write like a whisper to them like, you're the worst. I hope you fucking, <laughs> I hope your life is fucking nothing and you will be nothing and you will die alone in a fucking broke down shit. You know, like just horrible shit. Just just and that's what they want. That's what they want. They want that attention. And it's like, and then the other, the other mod in her stream was like, you got to stop feeding the trolls, bro. Like you got to stop, yeah. stop feeding the trolls. There's no need to, Mike never shows his bobs. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a Bob kind of guy. Uh, come on, Mike, show us the tats. You want to see my tats? You want to see my tatties? Here you go. Here's some tats. Oh, oh my God. Norm Storm. Look at that. Look at that horror show. Look at that drunken mistake. Wow. There you go. There's my tat. <laughs> <laughs> she said, wow. Wow. That's nice. <laughs> Real nice. Real nice. It's permanent. I'll die with that on my arm. Um, so <laughs> everybody loses that. Yeah. So no, I, I agree with that. I think that's a, that's, I think that's the right way to do it instead of being, 
because I've seen some streamers who get like really, really annoyed really quickly. There's one in particular, which I won't mention any names. I love them. I love them dearly. But they will just sit there and they'll be playing and they're just like, I know you. And you just said that the fuck with me. <laughs> it's, it's so funny to me, which is not funny, but it's funny. Uh, anyways, that it's it's. It's funny to me, but in a, in a really inappropriate way. What's up, Mental? Yeah. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, well, we are lucky because at the beginning of the stream, we saw his bobs and massive abs. Yeah, you guys are always... That's oh. true. Okay, We okay. did see his bobs. You missed it. Yeah, okay, here we go. For a long time, he was... He was uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, uh, I'm going to giggle at this like I was when I was off. Oh, my you God. guys want to see my tatties? Boom! I got to move my Fauci ouchie. I got to move my vape pen. There it is. There they are, guys. There they are. You got it. You wanted it. You got it. Right, we're back. Um, but yeah. TOS. <laughs> I think that I think that lifted truck was more TOS. Uh, the I, I want to ask this question here. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I, I'm conflicted because I kind of want to stay in mental health. So why don't we stay? I kind of want to stay with, with mental health for a bit. Um, with when you're dealing with people in in chat and you're trying to, um, I, I, like, do you have do you have moments where where you feel like you're gonna kind of not lose it, but do you feel like you ever like a little too overwhelmed with what's going on? Like if, if someone, if, if things are happening too much and it doesn't even have to be a negative thing, you know, like do, how, how do you handle like a big raid or how do you handle like a, a just lots of chaos going on? What it, I mean, you're, you're, what's great about your stream is that it's very open for kind of chaos because you're kind of vibing, right? And we're, you're just sort of feeding off of chat, you're feeding off emotion and whatever you're going. So it, yeah. it's kind of an open, uh, ch the chat's kind of an open place to sort of get weird. But how do you handle things when it starts getting a little too much for you? Well, as far as negative stuff goes, I usually, I feel like I handle it pretty well, but mm -hmm. there have been a couple of times where someone came in and said some like really nasty mm -hmm. stuff to me. And, um, and it just kind of broke me a little cause I was already emotional. So mm -hmm. I, I'm a weirdo. What I did in that one, in that one um, instance was I banned the guy and then I got really upset because I didn't know if I did the right thing. And I just started kind of like crying and mm. I sang a song and looped it. I'm such a weirdo. <laughs> but <laughs> no, okay, I was but... like, Ugh, and everybody's like, don't cry. Don't cry. And I'm like, I got to get it out. And I just sang and, and I just made it into something. And uh, in retrospect, that was kind of weird. But um, there have been other times, <laughs> there have been other times where I get really frustrated and, you know, I've, I've kind of been like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Like I yell, I have yelled at people a couple of times and nice. I don't do it very often. So people that are regulars in my stream know that if I get like that with somebody that it's, it's like business Serious. time, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to like flip out. So I try to keep my cool with that. As far as positive things though, I find that raids trigger something sort of subconscious in my brain and I'll just be like, ah, and then something just sort of like lights up in me and I just go, ah, and I like build this crazy loop or something. Most of the time, sometimes yeah. I try to do that. And then I'm like, sorry, it's just like fart noises in the microphone. And I'm like, <laughs> I really appreciate your raid, but it just sounds like ass today. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, but there have been a couple that I'm just like, I'm going to write a song about this person. And then I just, I like lose consciousness and just make something. It's weird, but oh. 
That that's interesting. So when you when you start to go into making something, you sort of disconnect from like a a, a conscious state of being, and you sort of like so. I mean, I, I get that you're conscious, but I'm just saying. yeah, not completely. Right. It's not like I I totally lose it, but um yeah, there are times when when you know if there's like a huge raid or something, or a bunch of my friends show up and everybody's having a good time, I just get really jazzed up about it, and then. I don't know. It, it's almost like the music comes to me more easily when I'm happy, which is weird because my whole life, it's always been the opposite. It's like, if I'm sad, I can write a song. But now streaming, I feel like if I'm in a really good mood, it's just like it flows. The improv flows better. Wow. It's very strange. So it's like writing. is. I'm, I'm having this realization now that composition is more of a sad thing, but improv live is like a happy thing. Cool. Wow. Yeah, that's dope. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, I mean, you know, the the thing about sadness is that uh, distractions are great in those times. In fucking writing music, putting your putting your effort, putting your emotions into writing something, and actually, you know, putting it, it's a great distraction. And 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 you just feel like after you're done, especially if you complete a track or or if you just get really far in a track or something and you're sad like when you're done like you might still be sad but what's left is this this thing you created it is like you you didn't just spend the whole day being sad right you didn't just spend the whole day being like oh i guess yeah. i do suck i guess i am worthless oh. you know i guess i am piece of shit uh, but but after but but if you put your efforts into accomplishing something, I think that's a big thing for people who might be down in the dumps is just uh, accomplishing things. Um, I talked to the 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 silence noise was on the show, um, and you you know the silence noise. Yeah. Hey Willie Beans, thank you so much for gifting us a, a sub to to enjoy Bean. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, here, this this is for you. This is for you. Hello and welcome to We Speak English Good TV. <laughs> I'm your announcer, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Thank you, Jean-Claude. Um, so, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, well. <laughs> no, accomplish it. Silence noise. Okay. I, I thought I would be real cute and just go right back into what I was saying, but I'm a stoner, and I, that don't work too well sometimes. But I was talking to Silence Noise, and he was talking about how, like, when he hits these moments of depression in his life that he like sometimes you you get in these modes where, where you're just sad or depressed and and you just don't feel like doing anything and you don't want to do anything but just lay there in the dark or whatever it is you know and yeah. one of the great one of the things he was saying that he likes to do is he likes to like get up and just move to a new space you know like just getting up and doing something getting up and walking outside getting up and maybe cleaning his room you know or something he's just like some sort of accomplishment because the more you just sort of sit and fester and sort of sit there and don't do anything the more the more terrible and the more you tear yourself apart i i don't know you know you 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 hinted on sadness. I mean, is depression part of your life? Is that something you deal with? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I have more uh, anxiety than depression, for mm -hmm. sure. Like, yeah. my mind is one of those brains that just constantly is on. And mm. um, I feel like I, I suffered from depression when I was younger, but it's it's become more just anxiety. Mm. And especially with the pandemic and everything, it's been a real struggle. But uh, what I've found, and this is 
something that I talk about on my stream. So my people are probably like, oh, not this again, but <laughs> I got a, uh, I got a planner and, and it's the first planner that I've ever had that I actually use because mm-hmm. it's hyper organized, like super duper organized. And I realized that in using it, that part of my problem, my whole life has been that I've just been this disorganized mess. And what happens is I take on so many things that I don't know what to do do first or like I don't have any priorities or I haven't had any priorities so I just have felt overwhelmed and those are when the feeling that feeling is when I basically just hide in my room and I'm like I don't want to do anything (laughs) and so getting this planner I I realized I needed one because I started streaming more and I started getting um, writing gigs and things like that so I wanted to be a little more organized but once I got this planner I swear to you I realized that I've had uh, major ADD probably my entire life because I sat down to just fill out the front of the planner. And the next thing I know, I'm like looking at my phone at alien videos and shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> what am I doing? This is only supposed to take five minutes. Why am I watching alien conspiracy videos? So I was like, okay, now I'm acknowledging that I have a problem. And so, um, I started using this planner kind of religiously and what it's done for me is like, I have a schedule. So I know that I'll get into funks where I don't want to do anything. I'll have days where I'm like, I don't want to stream or I don't want to do this. But having some sort of idea of what needs to get done motivates me to keep going so I don't get stuck and just like lay around and get sad. So, um, yeah, I think that's helped with my uh, ADD and it's helped with my anxiety tremendously. And uh, I I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, dude. Like even uh, Saw is ready. Um, you said that a simple to do checklist changed the game. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Like that that planner thing. Like everything you just said, I I totally I am totally aligned with because I have that same shit. It's like I used to I used to get up real early in the morning and work, but then I found Twitch, and then so I'd try to Twitch and then work. And then I'd be in the middle, and then it would. Just, there's no work being done, so it would take me like three hours to do something that should have took me like 15 minutes. And I'm sitting here talking in in chats, like I gotta just say my stupid thing. I hope people laugh at it. It's, it's dumb, right? It's like, but it, just having sort of so like taking away distractions, right? Like that's one of the first things I had to do to sort of get shit done. Mm-hmm. Is like, all right, no twitching while working. Uh, and then the planner, the planning things out. Like uh, this show takes so much. Thank you for that host, Lord Helmet. This show takes so much because it's not just a, the Twitch stream. It's the audio side. So I'm uh, and there's sponsors and there's fucking, you know, there's just all these things I have to do on the audio end. Because like the audio and the and the Twitch side, it just feels like two totally different operations, even though they're like the same thing. Uh, but it, it, it's just there's so much involved in all this is that mm-hmm. I had to make a way to fucking to get it together because i wasn't getting shit done and especially at the beginning of streaming it's like you you, (laughs) there's just so much to keep track of it's like if you don't keep together you're kind of up shit's creek Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) um uh, on the topic of mental health viewers point of view i had a really stressful day teaching my homeschoolers and was feeling emotionally empty and i landed in graceful bard stream for the first time and it turned my whole day around i was laughing and having a drug-free trippy experience after the kids went to bed i woke in the morning feeling better than the day before and yeah that's so nice and and that's what's beautiful about music and art is that it can trans 
transcend you out is that right yeah transcend your emotions like it can just sort of uh you know like it, it'll just it, it can just completely take you out of your place and put you somewhere completely different and uh, mm. as, as someone who enjoys art and stuff it's like that that's what i look to when i need that too so yeah that's awesome um so we have this uh we have this question that's been been sitting here i'm with you on that one thank you track uh <laughs> do you have any things you that you do before you stream to warm up no i should i, should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean i I watch Jeopardy with my mom before my nine o'clock streams. Like, all that's my ritual now. We watch Jeopardy. Tonight is the freaking uh, finals of the champions, like, of the best of the best. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> a, I, I, it's so good. It's so good. Um, but, yeah, we do that. And then, you know, it's kind of my ritual. I'll have dinner, and then I'll come up here around, like, eight. I usually get ready about an hour before I stream, mm -hmm. which I should be getting ready sooner than that because... I have so much shit to do, but you know, it's just like any other job you get, get ready right before you're supposed to do the thing. So yeah, I don't, I, I want to start stretching and meditating maybe before I stream because I find mm. that that helps in the morning to yeah. get me going. So I feel like I'd probably be a little more clear headed and ready, but uh, I haven't started doing that because I'm a last minute squirrel. So I just kind of do things right when they're supposed to be done, but I'm getting better about it. But yeah, I feel you. I, I feel <laughs> you. I feel you so much. The, I mean, like, that's the thing as you learn, as you learn to work with, because like, it does definitely sounds like you got ADHD. Uh, like I was diagnosed as a kid. I'm pretty sure it carried over into my adulthood because my God. But it's just like as you get older and you live with these things, you sort of have to like put in place these um these like protective boundaries and layers, uh, it, 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 like a like like a planner, right? You have to like sort of uh -huh. put in play this thing because you know your own deficiencies is like I can't keep track of shit. I need something to tell me what I gotta do. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's just like you gotta you gotta learn how to work with it because it's it, it's just it, it's really weird when you see people just com constantly doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, which I'm, I do it all the time, by the way. I'm, and it's weird when I do it. Um, and, and it's like, my wife is just like, you do, what are you doing? You know, like it, it, <laughs> it, it's just ridiculous, but it, it just, it, it's just how you figure adult diagnosed ADHD here. I understood myself so much better after diagnosis. If, yeah, yeah. The meditation thing. So, so you're, so you like to meditate and, and, and stretch and do, do yoga and stuff. I try to. I, so <laughs> I started out real strong, like three weeks. I was doing it every morning and I would do actual yoga, like find a YouTube video and do it. And then I would have a meditation thing. And then I was like, I just feel better just stretching, doing my own thing. So I'm slowly getting out of it because you know how it is. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I can just do this myself. And then I'm like, I'm going to stretch for 15 minutes. And then I started doing that. But then I'm like, ah, I'm just going to stretch and look at my phone while I do it. And <laughs> then I'll just listen to some quiet music and meditate me while I'm like in my planner planning my day instead of meditating. It's just, it's kind of a slippery slope. So this is good because I will have on, a, on some sort of record, you know, telling myself, Get back on it because I haven't been doing it the way it's supposed to be done. But um, that's kind of my problem. Yeah. I'm just like, I'll do it. I'll do it the right way. And then I'm just like, what's that? Shiny. <laughs> what do I do? Like, I, <laughs> So, but yeah, I, I do find that it helps. I'm definitely more structured when mm -hmm. I do that in the morning. It And I don't do it. I don't do anything else before that. I basically make my bed, 
you know, take care of bodily functions. And then I'm like, okay, time to stretch and, um, you know, think about nothing for a while. <laughs> and it also encourages me to have a clean space. Cause that's something I struggle with. I kind of like, it's not that I'm, I have like trash everywhere, but my, my clothes or my instruments, like I just go to do one thing and then like put something down where it doesn't belong. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to do this other thing. And then stuff just ends up everywhere. And it's, are you, it's are bad. you like constantly looking for stuff? Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. I'm always losing everything. It's really bad. Like you, even stupid things like keys. I know everybody yeah. loses their keys, but like keys, shoes, wallet, everything, <laughs> everything that I need should be in one spot where I can find it. And it never is. And yeah. I'm always like, who moved my stuff? Because I live with my mom and my brother and they're like, you know that you probably put it in your room or it's probably in this place. And they help me find things because I'm just so absent-minded with stuff. But <sighs> My my family good. my family stopped helping me because they 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 stopped helping just because they're they they're busy laughing or being annoyed they're just like you what are you serious this morning it was this morning I wasted like twenty minutes walking around the house looking for my freaking my freaking phone where's my phone. Poo poo, thank you so much for oh 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 excuse me, Willie Beans. Willie Beans is out here just doing a huge Willie Beans. I got something else for you too. Uh, hello and welcome to We Speak English Good TV. <laughs> I'm your announcer, Seth Rogan. Uh, now everyone, put your doobies in the air or your hands together, <laughs> whichever you prefer. Uh, for your host, uh, Mike EP. Yay! Hey, thank you, Seth. Uh, and, and thank you, Willie Beans, for gifting that sub to uh, Ood Ood. Ooh, poo, poo. I, I don't know how to say it, the full thing, but I try. Do you know how to say the full thing, Bard? Ooh, 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 doo, doo, poo, poo. Ooh, doo, doo, poo, poo. Oh, my God. Ooh, doo, doo, poo, poo. God. I think that's how you say it. We ooh, speak, doo, doo, poo, poo. We speak English good. We read English good. It's just how it goes. Uh... <laughs> is it it's in true. your pocket it usually is you know what that's what that's what rain asked <laughs> yeah oh she just said that yeah the, yeah yeah nobody called me either i was very sad uh so we got another question here from the chat from lord helmet uh where do you want to be at this point next year Ooh, lord helmet coming in with the fire questions next year Ooh, let's see i mean there's so much stuff coming up that I'm kind of just like leaving it up to the universe at this point, really, because hey. I'm finding that every time I set some sort of goal for myself, I end up getting new projects and things in my life. And I'm I'm kind of not really even sure what I want to be doing. I My main thing is I want to be out of debt because yeah. I have credit card debt and stuff. So that's my main goal is to just get out of debt because I feel like once that happens, then I'll just have the freedom to say yes or no to things a little bit more um, unrestricted yeah. because now it's kind of like, I have to make sure that I'm making money. I have to make sure that I can feed myself and I want to pay off my debt. So things are a little bit more fueled around that sort yeah. of idea. But once I'm out of debt, I'm, I'm hoping I can save a little bit of money and, I wanted to buy a house or something or land, but now I'm kind of like, maybe I want to travel. Maybe I want to, I don't know, visit my friends or do this thing for several months. I don't know. So next year, my main goal is just to be out of debt. Musically, I would like to find more gigs writing music because I really love writing. Um, and I'd like to keep streaming, of course. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much 
just keeping doing what I'm doing is, is really my plan. See where so. it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, that sort of feeling. It would be nice to have my own place because living at home is nice. But after being locked in a house for almost two years with my family, I love them to death, but good God, I just want my own refrigerator. That's all I want. <laughs> I just want a fridge so I can eat all the disgusting, wonderful food I can handle. But yeah. I, so. I, uh, yeah, I, no, I get that. I get that. Like, it just just needs your. There's something about financial freedom that's just beautiful too. It, it's um. Yeah. Do you do you uh, do you have a day job or or I, I know you uh you you write music for video games sometimes, but uh, do you have like a day job, like a thing you have to wake up and go do every day? So I did right before the pandemic. Actually, I quit my job. And I, cause I'm crazy and I didn't know the pandemic was going to happen. And, um, I would have probably still had my job, but it was a complicated long story. Um, but I had sort of like side work, little side jobs that I was doing, um, until I found a good full-time job. And then I got these full-time job offers at nursing homes and things like that. And I was kind of like, I don't really want to do that anymore. I think I'm, I think I'm kind of done with it. And what do you do I at nursing homes? I'm sorry. Maybe I missed it. So I used to work at a day program actually for adults with developmental disabilities. Yeah, okay. And I did, I did that for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. My last position at the last place that I worked, I was a recreation specialist. So mm -hmm. I basically would walk around with bells on my feet and a guitar on, on my back. And I would go from room to room and like sing to them. And we would do arts and crafts and stuff and have karaoke cool. on Fridays and stuff. And I loved it. It was mm -hmm. amazing. Um, but then we got bought out by some other company and they were like, oh, we got to cut your pay by like $3 an hour. And then they had this new girl come in and I had to train her. And then they were like, oh, she's your boss now. And I was like, what the fuck? So I left. I was like, screw <laughs> she's this your is a sign. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a sign. I don't yeah. want to be here anymore. So um, and I had something else lined up kind of just like uh uh, well, what's the word? Like not subbing, but kind of just one on one with somebody. So mm -hmm. I was doing that got paid a lot more. And then I started getting more music gigs. So I was like, you know what? I could probably survive doing the music thing. Um, if I just keep this job and then do the music thing and then maybe write every once in a while. So that was what I was planning on doing. And then the pandemic hit. And of course, all my music gigs got canceled and I was doing Twitch. So I was like, all right, balls to the walls. I'm just going to do Twitch. Yeah. And I started figuring out what it is I want to do on here and how I want to present myself, how I want to build my community. And mm -hmm. that's how it all started. But um, I do have a day job coming up now, but it's funny because I will be an elf for that as well. I'm going to be working <laughs> at the Ren Fair yeah. on the weekends. So, oh, <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. I'm excited about that. Yeah. And Ren Fair is sort of like the, the, the ones where people dress up and do fake battles and their uh, yep. medieval <laughs> festival type thing, right? Yep. I'm going to be selling elf ears. I did it That's for amazing. one weekend uh, before the pandemic. And then, um, yeah, I was supposed to do it again the summer after that. But then obviously all this stuff happened. And so I, I got an email from the Ren Fair saying, we're open in August. And so I wrote the lady that gave me the job last time. She was like, how funny. I was going to write you here, have a full-time job at the <laughs> Ren Fair. But full-time for them just means that you're at all the festivals. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to be under a tent dressed basically not like this a little more medieval and yeah. i'm gonna have ears and putting ears on like little kids and stuff it's the best job ever <laughs> aside from this of course but it's awesome so yeah i'm gonna have a job 
<laughs> which is scary, but it'll be great. So well, yeah. I, I feel like those kind of jobs that don't require you to like give a piece of your soul every day that you have to do it. I think those are the kind of jobs, the kind of jobs that feed your soul and not like eat your soul is like th those don't really count as jobs to me. I mean, if you're having fun and you're doing something that you really like doing, I mean, I, I don't know how much you really want to be doing that instead of making music, uh, you know, but I'm just, uh, it's still, it's like something that it's like, well, if I can't make music, you know, I'm doing yeah. this. It's just something, it, it's it's really hard. Like, because I, I had the, the chew your soul up jobs and it didn't sound like you really had a chew your soul up job. It sounded like your jobs have been pretty legit and you're still incorporating music and stuff. I, yeah. I, I had, a, I had like, I had, a, I had cubicle job i had my cubicle prison Oof. and and that was not good and that I mean, it's just it's it was very motiv it was motivating to become my own boss but i just ended up getting fired anyway so i was forced to become my own boss. <laughs> yay <laughs> right you know but sometimes nice. life does that right life sort of leads you in these weird things like because at that moment it was like the worst thing in the world to have to come home and tell your wife and your newborn child that you lost your job because you fucking hated it and you just fucked up <laughs> and yeah. it could have been totally avoided but uh you just uh don't say that cries in the corner uh but the oh. the but it's like uh you know it, it i don't know they like i know I like after after something like that, it motivates you to like really work and focus on what you want. And after I was sort of let go or fired, I should say, uh, it, like in the next three months, I was working as a musician because I was just like, fuck, dude, I, I, I got to do something. I got this baby. I got rent. Like in the fun part was that I got fired like 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 the, in the middle of the month. So like two weeks rent was due. Uh, looks like we're having a yard sale or a garage sale or tag sale. Mm -hmm. I don't, something, it's weird regionally, uh, but it, it's, it's happening, you know, and we're going to pay rent and, and we did it. And it was like, it was fucking awesome. Like me and my wife yeah. started a business. We were living three blocks from the beach in Southern California. Fuck yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing for us to realize what we were capable of. Of course, my wife has always known that she was capable of doing these things. It was me who was very, very much. Well, I mean, you know, like if you've only worked for someone else and you've never seen what entrepreneurship is, if you didn't grow up with it, if it's just something, you know, like both my yeah. parents, respectively, both my parents worked their asses off their whole life for someone else. And, um, and, and, and that's all I knew, you know, so... Raina, on the other hand, she's just she just knows things, and it's just I don't know. She's just better. <laughs> she's just better. She's just better at. Yeah, Raina's amazing. I by agree. The way. She's Back. you got a catch there. She's great. I agree. I agree, and uh, I'm just trying not to fuck it up. Uh, I, I told an interviewer today that I don't need this job. You pay less. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Good, Mental. Get it. Get it. Tell him, Mental. Tell him your worth. Good. Tell him your worth, baby. Damn the man. Damn the man. <laughs> uh, what's your next interest, uh, next instrument you want to own? Oh, geez. From, uh, uh, from International Space Bacon. Space Bacon. Cheese. Hmm. Um, you want cheese. Okay. Cheese. Yes, I'm going to play cheese. Yeah. I'm going to play the great cheese. <laughs> uh... I want a better keyboard, honestly, because I bought this thing. It's a Yamaha MX-49. Oh, I lied to my brother. I thought it was a 61 key. Okay, yeah, this keyboard sucks. It's very <laughs> tiny, 
And you can't play a full song on it because it's kind of like you run out of space. You got to use the octave key a lot. Um, but I got it because it was good for gigging because it's really lightweight. So it does its job in that sense. But yeah. uh, and it's got a little cutoff knob for strings. And that's my biggest pet peeve when you get a, a keyboard for strings and it's like, <laughs> so you can kind of muffle it a little. But really, I want a better keyboard for my stream setup because I don't know. I want to make pretty music and. I just feel like this thing is limited. But other than that, I mean, I have too many instruments. I've been collecting them like little tiny ones and stuff. And my community bought me a theremin, which I love dearly, but I have to put it on a stand somewhere with space. So I'm figuring that out. I actually bought the stuff I need to mount it. So I will be using my theremin, but I, uh, yeah, I'm still learning that one. So I'm just kind of like, I'm just grateful for what I have. I've spent collected all this shit over the years and i don't know i probably should stop getting new instruments honestly <laughs> no don't don't ever don't ever say that again bard don't uh, ever say that again. there's too many <laughs> i know but that's what's so great about it and it's like that's what's great about being a musician and living your life is like you can you can do you can learn you got time to learn you got you know like it, like we get our whole lives to be good at what we do so that's know, true it's that's all good, good. just more and more just keep piling it on uh, yeah so many instruments that uh you bear yeah no i i'm in that same boat where i have so many instruments now that was where it's like there's just instruments collecting dust that i don't even play right now and it's like and then my wife will be like could you just sell that I'm like you don't use that <laughs> like do you have and I'm, of course, I'm like, no, I'm hoarding everything. I'm hoarding every instrument because I, I don't want to buy it again. And I, I just, I just like it. I just like it. You never know when you're going to need a sitar, you know? <laughs> I got a sitar off Facebook for 50 bucks and I was like, it's broken, but you know what? I want it. I, I got it. <laughs> I want and it. Now I have a sitar, but I don't know how to play it and it still needs some fixing. They're and my friend that I was doing it. Is I don't know where he went. So <laughs> I don't know where he went. He left. He's gone now. I know one sitar player and he's gone. <laughs> he took that train to the improv class and never came back. <laughs> Get Sorry. on the train. <laughs> you will go to. Okay. I'm done. I'm not going to do that. That was That's bad. real bad. That's it is really bad. bad. You're right. I didn't say that. That no. wasn't. That was Lord Helmet that said that. Not me. Yeah. So. Come on. Helmet. Damn it, Lord Helmet. <laughs> Get it together, Helmet. Uh, the, the sitar is fun. Uh, getting a sitar, but tuning is fucking garbage yeah, garbage exactly no yeah. idea i tried to watch a video and they're like well you can tune it one of 500 ways i was like that doesn't help me at all this is great <laughs> one of <laughs> one million ways to choose no i went to yeah. when i had mine i did c and it was weird it was just weird tuning and i had like a crappy one it was like oh it was it was a female size one, which that's not what made it crappy. It was just a crappy <laughs> one that was a female size one. So it was kind of smaller. And um, the it, the tuning pegs, like, they come loose all the time because it's just wood on mm -hmm. wood, you know. It's just it, – it, it, it was more trouble than it was worth. I played it for a little bit. I recorded with it for a little bit. And then I was like, I'm done with that. And then I just gave it away. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I do that. Hang on tight to Vol Volvozela. I don't know what that is. For real, I know beat makers who legit <laughs> would benefit from random instruments. <laughs> no, I feel you. But uh, you know, it's just it, I, 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 I always support the the instrument collectors because I am one myself. 
synths. Yeah, new synths. Let's, what's up with the synths? So, so that that Yamaha. What, are you just not happy with the sound? You're just not happy. It's not big enough. It just doesn't. It's not what you it's want. Just a little bit of everything, mm -hmm. you know. Like yeah. it. It was meant to do one thing, and now it's just kind of like it's just my go-to keyboard because it's what I have, mm -hmm. and I don't use my uh daw to do any of my music i just use all hardware so it just it's this stuff goes into the computer and it's easy and also i don't know how to get the sound to come out of my cubase i tried and it just i have to download a program apparently yeah. somebody will have to help me because someday i would like to do maybe a production stream because it's totally different from mm -hmm. what i do here but um but yeah this keyboard just it's good for what i got it for which is live gigs because it's super light i could just throw it on my shoulder whereas i had this other keyboard that my brother bought like 20 years ago and it weighs probably more than me and i would have to be like somebody help me it's so big and uh yeah so now i want to get something that is heavy that is better and a synthesizer so it has its own sound samples and stuff but yeah this one eh, i'm just kind of over it it's all right though it does its job for yeah. sure it makes music and that's i don't want to jinx that it breaks or something my instruments can hear when i talk shit about them i think so yeah oh. next time you go play it's not gonna turn on um the may i suggest not getting a very heavy one and maybe going down the road of nord I don't know if Nord is in your budget. Nord. Nord. I'll write it down. Uh, you know, have down. you never heard of Nord keyboards, Nord Electro, Nord Stages? I Look. I think I have. I don't I'm own gonna, anything by them, though. Look, I'm going to go ahead and do you a favor and just go ahead and pull up some Nord keyboards here. Do and, it. And show you what I'm talking about here. I wonder if it's the one I've been eyeing. There was one that. Hold on. Let me move this so I can see. And I'm going to bring you in as well. There you are. Oh, the red ones. I see Willie Bean yep, saying that. Yep. I, I think that might be what I was looking at, actually. Yes. I thought it was a cork. No, it's a Nord. Yes. These <gasps> weigh like 23 pounds. Okay. I want and they're, one. And they're fucking powerhouses. I have a stage three. It's which so expensive. This, they are. They're ridiculous. <gasps> they're ridiculous. I paid like, yeah, I paid I paid 3000 for mine. Uh, mine was, I got a good deal on it, but, um, I got a 73, this is the one I have. Yeah. This is the one I have. I paid three grand for it. It was, it's fucking so expensive, but it's so amazing. Like the yeah. things you could do with this. I, and I don't even know if you, you need all this, but as, as when I look at what you do and I've seen, I've been to a couple of your streams. I think you could benefit greatly off of this. I mean, like just each section is beautiful. Like this piano part right here is, it's just, you know, you get your piano and then it, it's like super easy to use because here's your, your organ engine. And then here's your piano engine. And then here's like your, your stuff for transposition and stuff. Here's your synth engine. And then here's your effects engines and stuff. So it's all sort of set up in a very, it looks like a spaceship, but like once you, you know, dive into it a little bit, it's actually very easy and very intuitive. So um, I'm only saying that because I love Nord and I, I've, I've gotten Nord. I'm, I'm, I'm like I had the Nord Electro two back in the day, and then and then just a couple of years ago I got the three. So it's just it, yeah, it's, I want that <laughs> Nord stage is right up your alley, Bard. Yeah, I, I agree. Synth Lab is is right. Yeah. Hi, this is Steve from Sweetwater. Are you in the market for new? <laughs> yeah, I'm. A, no, what's funny is is that um, now I'm gonna have like all in my Facebook feeds. I'm gonna have like a bunch of like Nord ads. Oh, yeah. They and, listen. They know. And Nord, yeah, exactly. Nord, just Nord everything. Uh, hold on, let's just hear one. Okay. Um, let's just hear an example of one because I just 
Nord stage five. What stage three? Um, demo. Dude, um, is this Jose? Is this Jesus? No, Jesus Molina, who is an amazing piano player, he does some really great Nord demonstrations. Um, I'm trying to see all playing, no talking. That's right. Nice. That's what I like to hear. Right. We don't want to. So this is just some, obviously some synth stuff. Watch out. I'm sold. I'm sold. That's all I needed. Graceful Bard, (laughs) this is you. Twenty-three fucking pounds, bro. Twenty-three pounds. Hold on, let's just look at that. That's totally an Elven, like '80s Elven landscape, right there. Yep. Oh, I need it. I need it. I'm gonna sell my soul. I'll sell all my other instruments and just get that. Who needs other instruments? Yeah, we don't need instruments. Uh, yeah, we don't. We no, don't. Who needs to eat food? Who needs to eat? I'm just gonna sell all my food, and then yeah. I'll just buy one of these. Yeah. And then they'll sell. get me like twenty bucks, probably. I'll sell all my food. Craft <laughs> oh. is where I got my five oh five from. Um, yeah, craft is okay if you're just looking. For, you know what? I went to this really shady place to get mine, which I I, I paid the money for my Nord Electro or Nord Stage Three. And then I did the research on the company because it was so cheap. And I was just like, what the heck? And then when I, after I paid for it, they were like, well, here's the problem. Uh, we, um, we can't uh, ship it out because we don't have it in stock right now. So you're going to have to wait about three to four weeks for it to come into stock. And I'm like, what? And like, here's the thing. After I bought it, I looked into this company and there's a, a website called um, don't buy from the name of the company. And I can't even remember the name of the company, which the thing is, it, 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 there's like, don't buy. There's all, like all these cases of people ordering stuff and that never comes, or they keep saying that it's out of stock and they just keep giving you the runaround until you cancel the order. And it, it's just like a really weird website that is kind of shady, but kind of is in, you know, kind of legit. Yo. Huh. I called them like five times, all freaked out. I was all bummed out because I just was like, I just put all this money into this keyboard and now it's never going to come. And then one day randomly it just showed up. The FedEx guy just just dropped it off on my front porch. And I'm just like, oh, well, there it is. Mighty, mighty, thank you so much for Kraftwerk mac and cheese. Uh, the uh, birds, Leslie. Yeah, the Leslie emulation is pretty good. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, Mighty Mighty, thank you so much for giving uh, Saws Ready a gift sub. I appreciate Pawn it. Saw! Pawn My people saw. are here. Oh, your people. <laughs> I think mostly your people are here. Aww. <laughs> I was just kidding. Uh, anyways, Mata Mata. That's for you, Mighty. Uh, the synth engine is lacking in bird stage, but all the piano and... Uh, you know what? Synth Lab, I'm going to agree with you because even some of it... And here, here's where... You know, I know I just gave uh, this thing a glowing review, but a few things that I don't... That I think they could improve on is... You're right. The synth engine could be a little bit... Um, 
a little bit more meatier. I mean, it's all digital, you know, so it's 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 not analog or anything, but it's pretty good. And I think the effects uh, could be better as well. The effects are kind of crappy. Birds equals notes. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. The synth engine is lacking in bird stage. Uh, but on the piano. Okay. Right on. In, in, in birds equal nords. I still don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. Synth Lab is drunk. Always. No, I'm just <laughs> Get back in the dungeon. He needs synth, to go back to his dungeon. Synth Lab is hammered and twitching. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't have anything uh, against it. Oh, thank you again for that gifted sub to Nautic Official. I appreciate that, Mighty Mighty. Uh, yeah, no. Anyways, you're drunk. You're drunk. <laughs> no, it's okay. You can be drunk in my stream. It's totally fine. As you saw at the beginning, we had some white claw going. We had some monsters going. I mean, we had the whole thing going. Yeah. I think this is a great question. Uh, and this is from Papa Sweet. Uh, how do you deal with artistic resistance and self-doubt? Wow. Legit. Artistic resistance? Like explain sure like, i would i would say artistic resistance would be like wanting to create or finding an excuse not to create or finding any reason not like because they're in in you know like when it's time to work something in some people for me sometimes when it's time to work or it's time to do something all of a sudden in my brain all it wants to do is say no don't do that go sit and and watch tiktok videos or, or go watch you yeah. know netflix or something Instead of doing your art or doing your job as, as an artist. And so maybe I'm getting this wrong, too. I don't know if maybe I'm getting this wrong and maybe this is not what they meant. But in my mind, artistic resistance is that resistance that occurs when it's time to do your job. If you're an artist, like you should be doing it like it's your job. Like you do it every day in whatever capacity you do it and you treat it like it's your fucking full-time job because that's what it is. And, and so fighting against that resistance um, mm -hmm. how do you do that? Not, man, and, and there was a second part of that question, that, question, and I wish I wouldn't have deleted that. Gosh darn it, stupid me. Oh, no. I deleted the second part of the question. <laughs> so, I, yeah, there you go. Papa Sweet's reading The War of Art. Yeah, I, 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 I thought th that's exactly how I knew what you were talking about because we oh, know Papa right. Sweet. We know. The War of Art's amazing. Um, Stephen Pressfield, uh, it's this great book, and he talks about that. He talks about The War of Art and... um. No, or yeah, the yeah, War of Art. Yes, exactly. Well, war. I said Art of War, didn't I? Yeah, it's the War of Art and not the Art of War. Two very different mm -hmm. books. Two very different books. But uh, the War of Art is just sort of, and I think they're referencing the war within trying to do it. And Stephen Pressfield was this uh, writer. Uh, yeah, thank you, Papa Sweet. In self doubt. So how do you get past? How do you get past artistic resistance? Now that we kind of know what that means, and how do you get past self doubt? Uh, well, um, I think the, the main thing that helps me is to just sort of remember to only create for myself and to only really, I think, how do I, how do I phrase this? I try to only do things that I know are going to want, make me want to create, if that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. I've gotten a lot of requests to do music for people that, uh, I don't know, the project wasn't motivating for me or it was just a lot of work that was just overwhelming. And I kind of have learned to first make sure that I'm not 
saying yes to those things. And it's hard for me because as a musician, you want to get as much exposure and do as much as you can to kind of help everybody. But Mm. once you start doing that more professionally, you have to learn to kind of pull back and say no, because when you have too many projects, I feel like that's when I get the most overwhelmed and the most down because I'm like, oh, how am I ever going to do all this? I just don't want to do it at all. And so I've had to start saying no to things that I knew I just would not want to do. And it's hard because sometimes Um, sometimes it's not paid and that's easy because you're like, well, I'm not getting paid to do this. I can't afford to do it right now. But sometimes people will be like, oh, I'll pay you. But Mm -hmm. it's something that you're just like something in you is like, I don't want to do that. So you have to learn to just be like, no. (laughs) And um, that helps. That's a first step. But then once you're in all the projects, you know, even just writing for myself, that rarely happens now. Um, I have a Patreon, which I try to release something at least once a month. And it's really hard for me because I feel like all my creative energy is going into my Twitch stream. But it's good to have that because it's kind of like, all right, my deadline for my Patreon's coming up. Mm. I have to do it. Mm. And that kind of harkens back to the planner thing where it's like knowing that I have to do something kind of forces me to get off my ass and do it. But um, kind of similar to getting ready for a stream, I tend to wait till the very last minute to do these things. Um, For example, I had a video game that I scored last summer and um, it's still in progress on the developer side, but that was something that took a lot for me to kind of start doing it because I just felt like I was overwhelmed. This was before I had my planner. So I was just kind of like, ah, and um, I finally sat down and it took me a few weeks to really get it done. Um, So procrastination is hard. I don't really know. I mean, I think just being organized, being proactive about it helps me to avoid even getting in that mindset. But it is it is tough because there are days that I'm just like, I don't want to do this. Mm. Um, But I find that knowing that it has to be done, Mm. prioritizing it, prioritizing my creativity helps me stay focused to to realize like, okay, this is important. I have to do it. Um, I think the hardest part of that is. Now that it's becoming basically my whole career is music now, it's hard because my social life is suffering. And I think that as a creator, you're kind of isolating yourself. And that's the hardest part. That's that's the biggest driving force for me that makes me like, I shouldn't do music tonight. I should talk to my friends who I haven't talked to in weeks. Um, or I should play games with my friends, you know, cause it's game night. And there's just so many things that it's like, I want to keep up with all the people that I know, but then it's like this balancing act of having friends versus getting your music done. And it's, it's just like, ugh. so yeah, it's all about being pro- proactive and prioritizing and just hoping that people understand and the people that do understand stick around and people that don't good riddance, I guess. But yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the hardest thing. No, yeah, the 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 power of no, the power of no is something, and and and, and, and like I feel like we have so much in common, and like maybe are are you a little bit of a people pleaser? Do you want like to please people and make them happy and stuff? Like you don't want to let people down and stuff. Yeah, and it's. it's- yeah. That's that's me too. That's a me too. You're a polite person, which I don't know how polite I am. The power of no. <laughs> yes, the power of no. The power Aww. of love. Um, <laughs> the, but but being able to say no to you know and, and like when I got to Twitch and especially with Twitch, it seems, 
and we're kind of going back to a little bit of, you know, dealing with people on Twitch, pe- dealing with people who are anonymous behind a screen who feel like they could say whatever or get offended about whatever and do it however they feel like it. You know, I've had people ask me for things and, uh, you know, and I had to say no. And it's like they got mad at me and they're just like, well, you don't fucking know what I'm trying to do here, bro. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't care. Uh, It's just that there's just too much going on. I just got too much Mm -hmm. going on. And as you like, as you, you know, you gain a little bit more uh, attention and you gain more, you know, you know, more people are coming to your streams more, you know, like the more that people start to take notice, you know, like it, it seems like the more responsibility you have to more people. And it's just like, mm-hmm. well, really your only responsibility is to, to, to be an artist for them not fucking, not fucking, you know, write them a fucking personal jingle for their cell phone, you know, or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. It, there's something yeah. also that comes into it. It's like as soon as soon as money comes into play, I just like something in my head, just uh, a switch. It's just like, oh, now it's money and now. Oh. Yeah. You lose interest. It's like, well, now I have to do it. It's yeah. not It's not like I'm doing it for fun. It's like right. I have to do it. Right. And that's where it's kind of like you got to. You got to make the decision. Like, do I want to do this for money? Is this still going to be something I am enjoying or am I just doing it because I'm getting paid? I don't know. <laughs> There's so many things to consider when you're a musician and it's weird, especially being an internet musician. It's like the world is just, it's such a strange place on here. It's so it's, weird. It is. It's fun. I don't know. It is. It really is fun. Um, but you've had a, you've had a career offline too, right? Like you were, you were working as a musician. Uh, like how often were you playing out and like into what capacity? What were you doing uh, too? I was doing theater stuff on the weekends. Oh, so sweet. I would, I play French horn professionally. No. I probably, I, I was, and I so cool. was doing community theater stuff and I was getting paid to do that Friday, Saturdays, Sundays, and sometimes Wednesdays. And then I was also playing at a church that one of my brothers is like the music pastor there. So oh, he's like, fun. Hey, I got a gig cash <laughs> under the table. I was like, okay, I'm there. And I would just go and sing in the morning. And then I would go to my show at night. And then um, I also would go to this open mic night on Mondays where I would occasionally paint and auction off my paintings. So it was kind of like just a nice little cushion of cash flow on the weekends. And then um, every so often I would get like bigger gigs on horn. Like I had a a church out. I, I live on Long Island. So it would be like out on the East End. This fancy little hoity-toity church would hire us. And we would play for Easter and Christmas and stuff. So that was a pretty good gig. And uh Let's see. What else did I do? I, it was all like French horn stuff. Sometimes I'd sing for people and things, but um, Still, yeah. <laughs> well, did you go to school for French horn? Like what was? I almost did. Oh. I almost did. I was supposed to. And um, my senior year of high school, I actually played for a local college in their wind ensemble. And I got a scholarship for doing that. And then um, the hippie in me was like, <laughs> no, you know what? I got a scholarship to this school in Vermont. I'm going to go there instead. And my family was like, what? We drove you out there every single, you know, every other day for a year. <laughs> and now you're telling us you're not going to this school. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Vermont. So I moved to Vermont, did that and uh, for <laughs> <So> anthropology, <I'm- laughs> which I was awful at. And then. And then I dropped out, basically. So that was fun. That was a good experience to to, uh, not go to school for music. That was that was amazing. That whole story because it just (laughs) and then so I went to Vermont for anthropology. (laughs) 
went to Vermont, studied anthropology, failed most of my classes. Mm. I went to school in the Bronx for a year after that. I was like, maybe this will go better. <laughs> totally didn't. And I, I failed and then I just dropped out. It was great. It was were, great. Were, were you, uh, were you, uh, did you like high school? Were you into school at all? I mean, did, did you like school or is it that you didn't like what anthropology? Cause I hated anthropology too. I was going into sociology. <sighs> I love sociology, but I took some anthropology classes and confirmed. <laughs> um, it, but, but, um, <laughs> what? French horny. What? Oh, oh, okay. All right. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah. So like, I don't know. School for me was weird, especially cause I started going with music and then like, I realized how much I hated learning music through school. And then, so I went through sociology and anthropology and then I realized like sociology is cool. Anthropology fucking sucks at the beginning. Um, yes. I don't like any of it. So I just stopped going. And also I was an alcoholic. Well, still am, but I was drinking a lot. So I just sort of drank myself out of school. Anyways, uh, yeah. was, was school something that you liked? I mean, like, I don't, it seems like you didn't like anthropology. So maybe that's what skewed your view. But then you went to the Bronx and you didn't like that either. So. Yeah, well, you know what it is? It's just, I realized that my environment needs to be a certain, like, I have a very particular style of learning. I like hands-on. I like creative learning. Mm. And all of the things that I struggle with. I never really found a teacher to be like, this is how you should learn this thing that you suck at. Like music theory, for example, I failed in high school. I suck at music theory. I can't absorb the knowledge. I just play by ear and people are like, oh, you're playing this scale. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Okay. So I just, I've never been good at memorizing these things. I obviously can read a little bit of music because I play horn, yeah. but I never got like private lessons. I just play it and I can read the sheet music. And that's basically the extent of my knowledge. I know notes, but. But that's huge. Uh, that's like, yeah. so if you want to work as a French horn player, reading notes, knowing sucks. how to read. Yeah. Well, well knowing yeah. how to read notes is a huge part of it. I mean, d d yeah. obviously you know how to read enough to get you gigs. So yeah. Like, and I know people who, who are a bit better than me. So they're kind of like, Oh yeah, I know this horn player. She's good. She'll, she'll be good for this gig. Mm. Uh, but yeah, sometimes I like, I never really thought of myself as being going beyond what I do with, with it here because I know people here. But if I were to go, I don't know, to like the Philharmonic or something, they'd be like, get out of here. You little scrub. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so it's kind of limited, but, um, but yeah, I've been really bad with math. I mean, I understand certain types of math, but I hated math classes, hated biological anthropology where you have to memorize evolution and stuff like that. Hated it. I loved the cultural aspect though reading about different ancient cultures mm. and ethnographies and things like that. That's what I was into. And I would take higher level classes because my teachers were like, oh yeah, you wrote this really good paper. You could take this class. You shouldn't probably, but you can take it. And I would do really well on those, but then I would have to take, you know, anthropology 101 three times and fail it for the third time and just be like, I hate this. It's terrible. So, uh, so yeah, <laughs> I, I should have probably never studied it. I should have just, I don't know got in a van and like drove across the country and wrote books or something that would have been a lot more productive than spending all that money on school mm -hmm. but yeah and high school was kind of the same it's like I had a couple teachers who got how a lot of kids learn and mm -hmm. they kind of adapted but yeah. you get all these teachers with tenure who just don't give a shit and they're like do your work or you're gonna fail and then right. you do so it's like I just I don't know not a great student <laughs> in typical school 
I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. school, I fucking hated school. And, and like, just teachers, like, there's, like, very few teachers that could get through to me and, and like, actually make me want to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, I was, like, an extremely curious kid anyways. But I feel like, I feel like the way school is structured, especially, you know, like, pre-college or whatever, uh, it, it's, like, that whole thing is sort of structured in this sort of archaic format that was used to sort of prep kids and young adults into working in the factories where it's like you sit stare forward you sit still you shut up you don't ask questions until i tell you and fuck it you know like and you wait for the bell to ring to know when you go to the next fucking place in your next station and it's like you look at a factory that's exactly how it's structured and mm-hmm. now that we're sort of going into this world, especially with the pandemic, it sped all this up. And, and this is like people that don't want to work. So there's like all these companies are looking for people to work. It's only going to uh, accentuate the the need for 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 people to be replaced by robots. You know what I mean? Like like that's where it's going. Automation yeah. is where it's going. And as much as people think that well, there's always going to be a job for humans, and it's like yo, there are people no. <laughs> right now in Silicon valley looking to prove you wrong they are are all day all fucking night are are, are working tirelessly to prove you wrong to, to make everything automated and so it's i i don't understand why we're still teaching kids how to uh how to get prepared for a job that might not exist by the time they graduate uh, and it just seems to me if you want a good country, like a, a solid foundation for a country, you want your kids to sort of – you want the kids to sort of know how to like, I don't know, file their fucking taxes or or, or, or fucking, yeah. you know, like start their own business or, or critical thinking or, or just a myriad of things that kids need to learn that, that are completely – you know, like kids like us were just sort of pushed to the side, you know, because I was in the same position and I was even worse. I was a troublemaker. So and, – and, and disruptive and all that shit and, and, and overweight. <laughs> so like it was just yeah. – I was a little mess. And, and so I, I, can, I can see how teachers have a hard time teaching students the way things are structured now and with how much they cut out of these budgets for schools and what they have to work with. And when you hear about teachers spending their own money to fucking to, to provide, you know, uh, uh, to provide, you know, pencils and shit for your kids. It's crazy to think how like you really want to have to teach to be a teacher now, like because you don't you're not going to get paid shit. And yeah. you're gonna have to babysit like an overpacked uh, classroom, and and, and you, you know you're gonna have like a whole range of people. And like imagine like being a middle school teacher where all their fucking hormones are twisting <laughs> up and shit. Oh my god, they're little like time bombs of of of, of just just of semen and fucking grossness. You know, like just <laughs> they're just gross, and it's just. I, I, I don't I don't know, man. Like that that job is a trip and like this whole education system is not built for for a lot of people and, and it's sad. It's it's really sad because you know, America claims we're number one, but like fuck we're not number one in, in a lot of shit. We don't even we're not even number one in internet speed. Come on. I know, right? Come on. So it's they like they don't want to let it go. They're like, no, we're number one. I swear. We're always gonna be number one. It's like, one. sit down. We're not. We're not. Relax. We're not. Go and outside it, for a little bit. You'll feel better. You will feel better. <laughs> you will feel better. Move yo, Canada had bad internet speed too. 
bad speed. You know, I think we were looking that up uh, the other day. We were looking up the speeds. I think Canada actually does have better um, better speeds in broadband, but I or not broadband, but like cable or whatever. But like you're slower in the mobile. So like America has faster mobile speed um, uh, internet than Canada, but Canada has better like uh, internet, like hardwired internet. So that's what I looked up on a random website. So there you go, everybody. Nice. <laughs> Singapore has the fastest internet speed. That's what I heard. So I heard those Singaporeans. I love the Singaporeans though. I have a friend who lives in Singapore who is a, who's an actor who's just funny as fuck. It, it, it's crazy too. It, it, have you ever like talked to anybody from Singapore? Like, like, cause there's like this, there's a, there's people who have like thick accents and then there's people who have like, they almost sound like British people and the, and they're like straight up just Singaporean. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. I love their accents too. Yeah. I love their accents too. It's like, <laughs> it's really, it's really, it's really, um, it's not strange. I, I guess it is kind of strange because they totally adopted like a Western uh, a Western uh, accent for some, but uh, when I talked to my friend, um, he was saying that uh, a lot of a lot of it has to do with class because people who can afford to sort of um, to to learn in these academies that you know teach in a certain way of you know in a certain dialect of English. So there's just uh, that's what he said, and maybe I'm getting that wrong. And they always say. LA at the end of their sentence. Oh, La <laughs> International School. Uh, anyways, let's get back to you. What What's your favorite <laughs> disgusting, flavorful food? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, well, <laughs> I so about six years ago, I went vegan. So I still oh. eat a lot of the same f foods, sort of like I swap out everything. Like I, I'm not good with salads or anything like that. I still eat very unhealthy. So I make anything I can taste like Buffalo wings basically because <laughs> I freaking love wings. So uh -huh. I basically just get these, these like veggie nuggets and mm. then I just drown them in Frank's Buffalo hot sauce. Yeah. And it's so good. Wait. Uh, <laughs> does, does the hot, does the Buffalo sauce have the butter in it? No, it doesn't. It really? doesn't. I've wow. checked. I've I checked. checked. Frank's Buffalo. I checked. Some of them do. This one doesn't. That's really put smart. Vegan butter in there. No, oh yeah. There, like, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I eat a lot of. I eat a lot of junk food. Um, my friends that are local friends can attest that. Yeah, I, I eat very poorly. I eat a lot of Impossible Burgers now that that's a thing. Those are really freaking good. They taste just like beef. I'm I'm really the worst vegan no, ever. They I'm don't. Like, it tastes like meat. Whatever, no, <laughs> whatever. I don't want to no. hear. Hey, it. no, but I will say, I will say that <laughs> that those Impossible Burgers are probably like the closest thing that I've had to a meat thing. But nothing's gonna true. taste like meat, and I don't like beef That's anyways. Like, beef and pork are just so hard on me. Uh, but yeah, your your stomach will be like, oh, yeah. I no, used to terrible. eat real before I went vegan too. I would just eat anything. I we used to have this festival up in. New England when I lived up in Connecticut um, called the Big E Festival. If mm. anybody's from that area, they'll understand immediately. It's got every type of animal you can think of that you can eat. And then it also has deep fried butter and deep fried bacon. And mm. then it has like uh, chocolate covered bacon, basically bacon, everything, cheese, everything, every, every uh, square of that area has just meat everywhere and i used to go there with my friends and we would just get so fat and then we'd go to the <laughs> petting zoo and we'd like feed the sad fat goats and it was just 
I tried to go there after I stopped eating meat and I was like, this is depressing as mm. shit. It's so <laughs> awful. But they still have the big slides, so I went down that. It was you, can't, great, you can't hit so. on the big slides, but that deep fried butter, man, that is something else. That is something Yeah, else. I had it. It explodes in your mouth. Yeah. It's like a It's like a churro with butter in it, right? Is that yeah, how yours yeah, was? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just, I've, been like a... I've been to the fair. I've been to the fair. I know. I, I'm a fat kid. I'm a fat kid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's good stuff. I do miss it, but hey, who knows? Maybe I'll make my own. But I I, no, I won't. Well, <laughs> well I think. I think. That, I think just staying away. I think anybody, even if you eat meat, not eating fried butter is the way to go in life. <laughs> you know, like yeah, not it's eating probably chocolate a bad decision. Bacon a bad life decision. Probably the once. way to go. I, the, the thing about meat is, man, because I've done that. I've done the vegan thing, and it, it was hard. Uh, vegetarian I did for a long long time but the vegan thing was real hard for me but what I did learn is because I'm like you I like buffalo wings and I was like what am I gonna do I made uh we would make uh deep fried uh tempeh nuggets and we would just so we would just we just basically bread tempeh and then deep fry that shit and then just dip it in buffalo sauce and bam it's murder it's murder it's like I would I would eat that now just so you know, I would we'd chop those because you know how tempeh comes in sort of like compressed sort of things. Yeah, we'd the sort little of, blocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just cut those up in the little nuggets and then you know coat it with your favorite batter, and then oh uh, man, it, bro, it, it, it was <laughs> it was legit. I I, I fucking loved it. Um, it was so good, and and, and you know if you're uh, if you're not. Uh, if you're a vegan, like like we invited, you know, meat eaters over to our house to try it, and they were just like, "We need more." So I know it's legit. <laughs> I know it's legit. You, you were mentioning cool. uh, you mentioned that you were singing in a church, and then you sort of the way that you put it was sort of like, "Yeah, you know, it was a paid gig." So I, I'm just curious. Yeah. If, are, are you are you are you just not into that whole thing, or how? Are, you could talk about as much as you want of this subject, but. Uh, what, where do you stand with that? It, it seemed like it was sort of, you know, the way you said it just seemed, you seemed a little apprehensive of it. It's interesting. I mean, I, when I got the gig, so, all right. So I grew up really religious. Mm. So when I was a young adult, probably 21 ish, 22, I started kind of exploring my own beliefs because I realized that everything I believed up to that point was what I was told. So, I figured I wanted to kind of adopt my own views on life and I wanted to sort of reinvent how I how I saw things because I felt like a lot of the stuff I was taught was like, God is always watching you. And if you think about this, you're going to hell. And right. I hated that I was a prisoner in my own mind. It just felt really fucked up. So, yes. so at that age, I had moved out and I was dating somebody at the time who was an atheist. So he was like, yeah, screw Christianity and this and that. And I wasn't at that point. I, I've, I've never been at that point, really. I've never been, I don't know, like so angry that I went like polar opposite. But I realized that a lot of religion, because once I decided, okay, I'm going to try different stuff, I tried other religions and I realized it's all doctrination. Like you have to learn it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that doesn't seem natural to me mm-hmm. to have to learn how to be spiritual. So I started kind of thinking about, I don't know what it meant to me to be human and what I thought was sort of sacred. And I personally found that being out in nature, making music, connecting with other humans, those were things that 
gave me a sense of sort of completeness. And to me, that's what religion and spirituality should be. It's, it's about finding what makes you complete. And um, I do think that spiritually speaking, I hate the word spiritual because people say I'm spiritual and I'm like, no, oh, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I feel like spirituality is a thing that is sort of just our connection to all of this. We don't know. I don't think anybody knows exactly what it is that life is. It's a big mystery. But when you start telling people, oh, you'll be saved from doom if you believe this thing, or you shouldn't like these people because they do this, it's just all bullshit. Mm -hmm. And to me, I wanted to strip it all away and just live and try to trust that everything is connected and it's just going to be what it is. I don't know. It's kind of like a like a laid back attitude on it. But the closest I found, I took a little quiz online forever ago. The closest I found was a pantheist, agnostic pantheist is what I consider myself. Cause I think everything is kind of in its own sense, sacred. And so just respect everything around you and understand that everything's kind of interconnected. And I don't know. I don't know if it was created by somebody or not, but for me, I'm just chilling and existing yeah. <laughs> trying not to make things worse around me. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That, just just eat the, a carrot. <laughs> the acknowledgement of one, I think, of oneness is, is is a really important part of any kind of spiritual. I mean, it's like even on the most basic thinking, fundamental thinking kind of way, it's like if you think about everything around us was of this one earth or of the universe, right? Or we are, everything is of one source, especially here mm -hmm. on Earth. You know, like our computers are made out of the shit that we pull out of the ground and process. So we are just this one unit that's, you know, this organic spaceship flying through outer space, just fucking, you know, and, and to respect that. And I think that's an important part of it. Yeah, I, I was the same. I, I played in a Baptist band a while ago. Um, it was a, it was a Baptist, uh, just, just, uh, what, what do you kind of gospel? And I was playing, that was just boot camp. I loved it though. And I, yeah. I don't, I don't have a lot. I think I see things a lot similar to you because there's so much pain and strife that's coming out, come out of religion. But I also see the importance of that kind of structure for people because, like, yeah, absolutely. Before religion, it was sort of just like barbarians just murdering each other for, you know, because I want your property or your wife or whatever. And, it, it, you know, so it kind of gives people sort of this structure of uh, like this set of rules that are pretty good to live by, right? Except for like hating gays and stuff. <laughs> it's like, you know, that, that stuff can go somewhere else. But it's like, uh, it, it's just, it's just a good guide and it's sort of helped, you know, shape who we are and where what we become as a society so there is a place for it i think but then like at anything it just sort of goes too fucking far um when you are born when you're born you are atheist then everything else happens flux yeah. continuum does not agree and what do you not agree with flux and welcome good to see you thank you for being here yeah i my thing is i think that religion like you're saying, it has its place, but I think that it's not religion necessarily that has its place. I think it's, it is just the structure. Mm -hmm. I think if people were to meet, and this is really what it is. I mean, religion is just people's need and desire to congregate and take mm -hmm. care of each other. Mm -hmm. And that's really what every organized religion that does that is based on. And the problem is, is that then 
rather than focus on that that community and the love that is in there, they start to push their own agendas or the agendas that they've been taught are supposed to be part of that religion. But when you really boil it down, the thing that I that I actually, I was going to say this, is that when I was doing that gig at the church, I started to really like it because I liked the people there. They always wanted me to stay and like listen to the, the sermons and stuff. And I'm like, no, I got to go. But, <laughs> you know, they would invite me to their little brunches and stuff. And they were always just sweet to me. Yeah. And that made me realize like part of me missed going to church as a kid because the people mm -hmm. care about you yeah. but it's when they start saying oh yeah you know pray for this person because they're misled and god doesn't love them anymore or something yeah. like that that's where i draw the line and i'm like this is not how people should treat each other mm -hmm. but i totally agree that people getting together and making music especially mm -hmm. that was a huge thing that's part of what got me into music as a kid is going to church and singing and stuff i was in the choir as a little kid so i will say that Religion might not be exactly for me, like the thing that I think needs to exist, but the structure and the community, I think absolutely needs to exist. And that's why Twitch is so big because um, it, one of my friends and I were talking about this, about how Twitch is basically like AOL chat all over again, but with video, it's like people are actually getting together and meeting across the whole world and there's community and there are people that are genuinely taking care of each other from a distance and that's not happening in real life enough. Like we we need to do that everywhere. We need to bring that out. I'm getting now. I'm getting all philosophical, today, but that's okay. But, we, but yeah, we need to do that. And I try to I try to help people understand that because I feel like a lot of people are like, I'm alone. I'm alone. And it's like the reason we're alone is because we're being taught as a society to not congregate and not take care of each other. But that's really what life is about. We got to take care of each other. Take care of ourselves and Religion, I think, plays a hand in that, but we could do it easily without without all the doctrination and stuff. If we just taught, all right, hey, that's your neighbor. Be nice to them. That's mm -hmm. all we really need. Like, be nice to them. If they're a dick, you know, maybe don't be nice to them so often. But yeah. <laughs> well, well, it, it, the I don't know. It's just the way that church, and I agree with that. Like the community aspect of it is so huge, and that's what the big part of it as well. Um, but, but when you look at a service, when you look at a church service with music and there's incense and there's this person who's oh, standing yeah. elevated, who's maybe mic'd in this big, beautiful building that, that, that's huge and echoes and has all this artwork everywhere and is gold and, and, you know, they're in their robes and, and it's fucking, it's a show. It's a fucking concert, man. And it they're, is. They're just yeah. putting on a fucking show and, and you sway people into giving you money that way. And uh, and, and you know, and support and community and all that good stuff. But the you know, like, because there are churches out there that are doing great things. And just because I don't believe in their little white Jesus, I doesn't mean that I fucking uh, that I'm not you know that I don't respect the fact that they're out there on the streets fucking trying to help the homeless and trying to do really good exactly. things. And, and so there is a part to it. And Flux, I saw what you said. And you know, before organized religion, you know, I, I'm not that big of a history buff, but I don't know if that's – there is places where order was happening, but 
it was ordered through fear and rule, which religion did that as well. So I'm not, you know, like to, I, I just feel like organized religion sort of got us to sort of this freer society that we're in where, you know, cause even one of the tenets to Christianity is, is, uh, you know, uh, to make your own decisions cause God made, gave you a brain to make your own decisions. And so you can sort of, uh, was a deep talk. <laughs> I don't know how deep talk it is, but um, it, it's just, I, I, I feel like that organized, and I might be completely wrong. I probably am. But like, just from what I understand of it, it's just like, it kind of got us to this point where we can make our own decisions and make our free form decisions. And then even to the point of, of organizing how people should live and how people, what kind of, uh, what kind of rights people should have, the right, you know, the freedoms and rights that we've come up with, even in this country, in America, you know, it comes partly based off of religion that, you know, comes from what the Greek, you know, and their religious views and stuff. So I think that's right. Like, Rome, is it Greek? Like, are, are some of our, are, are is it Roman? See, now I'm getting shits mixed up. I'm getting out of my <laughs> wheelhouse at this point. So, fuck. Look, I mean, you do your thing. I, I, I get where you're coming from, um, and, and I do agree that we've sort of gone away from religion um, as a society, and we sort of glommed onto other things that I feel like people are treating more like a religion, and you know. Uh, it's like the absence of like Christianity and religion has sort of brewed another sort of religion, which is like cancel culture and this idea of wokeism, which I'm not saying that's a totally terrible thing. I'm just saying the idea that you have to sort of suspend belief on certain ideas that to go along with the narrative. I mean, that's a part of religion too. You know, like you have to believe mm -hmm. that there was this guy who rose from the dead and then came back and saved all our souls and then and and then there's also you know the 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 idea of denying science and denying science in certain aspects of of let's just say like gender you know what i mean and and you know i'm not trying to say this but like 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 denying certain scientific uh aspects of gender um you kind of have to spend belief for that because I, I mean, I'm on board for trans, you know, like transgender people. I'm not against that at all. I, I don't, I'm, I just want people to know I'm not trying to say anything bad about transgender, but this idea that, you know, we have to, um, there's no way of saying this without sounding like an asshole, but there's this thing where Bill Gates rose on the 13th. <laughs> Stop. I'm trying to be serious here. Damn it. Um, and I'm trying to say it in a way that's not going to just be horribly offensive, but there is this sort of, uh, just in the example of, 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 you know what, here's a better example that's not going to be so offensive. Um, so like, um, with, with this idea of, of a lab leak, right? There's this idea that if you talk about the lab leak, then you are racist against Asian people, which is, is just ridiculous. It's like, the the first of all the the chinese government the the chinese government is 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 they ha they are enslaving people okay there are muslims that are enslaved and by the way hugo boss is buying cotton from said slave owners so uh, they literally have slaves right now 
Uh, just, just, just sort of paint a picture here. But the idea that this lab leak was debunked, right? And 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 like the New York Times came out and said this lab leak is a debunked idea. This is there's no validity to it. And and you know, it, and anybody who says anything about it is a racist against Asians. Well, that that is that that that's crazy. First of all, we don't know where the virus came from, anyway. So to just dismiss this is kind of crazy to me in the first place. But the fact that we have to sort of suspend belief to, the, that talking about the possibility of where this pandemic came, this pandemic that ruined everyone's life for fucking a year and a half, that, that we can't find the source or be honest and open about it. We have to sort of suspend this belief that, that uh, you know, that, that it just came from animals in the wet market. And that, you know, so like there's this idea that we can't talk about things. And like I find that in religion too. Like you can't question like, you know, uh, who made God, right? If God made everything, who made God, right? You're not allowed to ask that question. So there's like, there's there's these ideas that's getting tied in with this, this new left woke movement that I feel like is sort of, taking the place of religion where you have to sort of suspend belief you have to sort of go along with the crowd there is a sense of community and when people are community when communities get together and cancel people you know people feel empowered as a community together so i think that there is this place that's open for religion and there's always a place that's going to be open for religion because there's always going to be people who have questions about the unknown and there's always going to be people who want answers and and religion is sort of a quick fix for that and so is sort of this this idea of, of wokeism and and you know I'm on the side of most of these things like but I do think that some of this shit goes too far like religion so I don't know yeah. that was a lot and I that, that's okay. <laughs> that, that's this is this is stuff that I usually avoid talking about on I my know, stream because it's such a touchy subject. So I'm just sitting here like, wow, he's talking about this, which is well, cool. This, and this is where we're at all the time. <laughs> because people need to talk about exactly, this stuff, exactly. and it's scary because you can't, like you're saying, like you can't have certain opinions. I feel mm. like, and so a lot of people just don't talk about it, and I think that's from all sorts of viewpoints people just are afraid to talk about it because you don't know what's going to happen to you if you express the wrong idea and mm -hmm. that's where i think religion and um just blindly believing things or blindly following what everybody else is doing that's where it's dangerous yeah. because you create this sort of culture of people that are afraid to have conversations mm -hmm. and i was thinking about that the other day about how I was thinking about school, actually. So this kind of ties together a couple of the things we've talked about. But thinking about how you have a classroom of people with one person talking at them. And I was thinking about how much better society would be if everybody just sat in a circle and took turns and had shared their ideas. Mm -hmm. Because that's something that I try to do with my community is like I try to talk to them when I can, you know, and I have a few people that I do talk to um in a group chat once in a while we play video games and stuff but um but i feel like when you let people talk you get to understand their perspective and you might not always agree with it but that's where education happens and when you have one person sharing their idea or one group of people sort of demanding that people feel a certain way or believe a certain thing and you're going to be angry at them if they don't agree with you there's never going to be any sort of resolution there's just always going to be division yeah. And that's the problem with this sort of Gnostic approach of like, well, we're right, you're wrong. You mm -hmm. can't live like that. 
And uh, rather than actually hit the topics head on, I tried to preach sort of like everybody needs to stay with an open mind Mm -hmm. and remember that everybody is going through something. Everybody has their own opinion, but also people are allowed to have their own opinion. Um, You can't force people to believe what you believe, but you also can't be like, okay, you don't believe this. You're out of society. Like that's so dangerous. (laughs) It's so scary. It's dangerous and uh, scary. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's dangerous and scary. And, and by the way, I don't mean to just keep going on this, but I'm sure everyone's been seeing in the headlines about the lab leak becoming more and more accepted. So I just wanted to tie that up a little bit, but I actually do very much agree with you about it being dangerous and, and really scary. Um, when any group becomes a dominant and there's nothing to counterbalance, it, 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 it just bad things happen. I mean, historically, that's how it goes down. Bad things happen when there's no balance. And that's what's so interesting and so amazing about, you know, the United States and how we structured our country uh, is that there is sort of this checks and balance things. And, and to whatever extent you want to believe that it's, you know, being done on a... Uh, on the level or uh, in any way, but it's definitely, um, you know, it's definitely a good system. I think that that just needs a a, a cleanup a little bit, but you know, I I don't know. It's to, to have like the left and right. Like, I think it's healthy for debates to go on, but to, for one side to say, you can't say anything and you have to do it like this. Well, you know, that's like we said, it gets dangerous. It gets very, very dangerous. Um, yeah. And I know we're getting closer to five o'clock here, so let's 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 see uh, let's see what questions are left. We'll, we'll leave okay. this uh, we'll leave this conversation behind. Or I, I, I think that we I kind of I think I that enjoyed we se- it. Yeah, I think that we sealed that up pretty good, anyways. Because uh, yeah, like uh, d- that that conclusion of 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 danger, Will Robinson. I think that's the the idea here. It's fucking dangerous to have. One idea, well, one set of ideas. Go ahead. Can I say one more thing? Of course. Just, so so in regards to what we were just talking about, um, I just I, I realized that a lot of what's happened during the pandemic, and maybe this is because people are scared and they feel like they want to belong and they don't have their normal social structure to do that for them. So I feel like a lot of people are kind of clinging to this is what I am. And, and they're labeling themselves so finitely, like these little teeny descriptors are like, this is my identity. This is what I am. And I don't know if my people who normally hang out in my stream have noticed this about me, but I very strictly try to stay away from labels. And I know that pronouns are a thing and I, I respect people, people's desire to apply pronouns to themselves, but I very particularly do not ascribe to putting that on my social media. And the reason for that is I like to be a fluid human being without people being like, what are you? Mm -hmm. And I just want to be human. And I know that people who use pronouns very, very uh, specifically are also human. But I feel like for me, I just don't want that to be the first thing. Someone's like, oh, okay, it's, you know, it's a she or it's this or she's left or right. I'm like, I try to be nothing. I just want to be in the middle. I want to be open to everything. And I just want to stay fluid. You know, if some alien comes down to earth, they'll be like, what are you? I'm going to be like, I don't know. I'm fired. (laughs) I'm me. I'm I'm me. Like, I don't, I don't have a, like a laundry list of things that I want 
I want to be completely defined by. I'd rather be less defined as very little defined as possible. So that's kind of like, I think that's another thing that's going on in society where people are like, you're not this thing that I identify as. So therefore we're not brother and sister as humans. And it's like, no, we are, we absolutely are. We have to keep that in mind because if we start separating ourselves too much, we're going to lose touch with what it's just like to be human. Mm. So that's it. Okay. That's my two cents on that. I had to say it. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm really, no, I'm really glad you said that. Uh, no, is that that's a it's a beautiful thing too because it's we are getting a little labely and 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 it's only creating more and more division. It's like here's the line that you cannot cross, and so don't you know like there's no you can't even question this line or anything. It's just. Uh, it, it is, it, you know, and, and I'm with you too. Like, I, I'm not an asshole. Uh, if someone wants to be called Zay, I'm like, hey, what's up, Zay? Let's do it, baby. You know, like, whatever it is, I'm down with it. It's just that the, there's a lot of, uh, there's also a, a sense of, uh, there's also um, power that's involved with that as well. There's a certain uh, power grab that's sort of being taken with that as well. There's the power to, uh, to make people comply with what you agree with. You know, there is yeah. power in that. And, and as much as people don't want to, you know, think of like these activists as people, people just trying to acquire power is it, it's, it, it is that, I mean, we're human. Like you think that people who are active, I, I mean, and, and, you know, for, for what BLM stood for, you know, like I, I, I'm with it, but what it's sort of become and sort of the outcome of it. And when you find out that that the that the head of it, one of the creators was, you know, is, is this trained Marxist socialist who who just bought a mansion in, in Topanga Canyon. It's like you're a socialist. And so so you're allowed to be up here, but everyone else has to be equal. But I'm allowed to be up here. And and plus the crime rates that that are just from defunding the police, like it's insane. Like New York, like New York, you ha- you guys just had all those cops quit. You guys are having all this crazy shit happen. So much crime going on right now, and you know, I I, I really I really really really, um, you know, I really was is be- was behind the whole BLM thing, and I wasn't really behind the def- defund the police thing. But I, I, I really did think that it was important for for people to have these issues and for for people's voices to be heard. But like anything else, it sort of went unchecked and it went too far. And now, you know, we have fucking cities that are still burning. And, and yeah. it, it's to me, that's insane. Like, it's insane to be like, um, let's get rid of the cops because they're the ones shooting everybody. It's like, oh, wait, wait, I, I know there's problems with the cops and there does need to be reformed with the cops. But when you took the cops out of these cities, immediately crime rose by 40 fucking percent. And that's insane. That's insane. So, you know, I definitely think cops need to be reformed. But and that's just one specific thing. You know, that's just one specific thing that I'm talking about. And I'm not trying to shit on BLM or any of these movements. It's just, yeah, Chicago is a fucking mess. But it it is... It is, it is, but these are things we should be talking about. These are things that we need to point out because it's, Montreal police are kind of racist. Probably most, most police probably get, get labeled as racist. You know what, guys? Thank you so much for all the subs. I'm seeing it. Mighty Mighty, <laughs> thank you for subbing to Sound Serum and Willie Beans. Thanks again for gifting another sub to Lord Helmet. Um, yeah. They shot two black kids. You know, what's interesting is when you ask people, oh my gosh, what is happening? Lord Helmet. 
They're showering you with love. Oh my God, Wallace! Just let it happen. <laughs> let it. Just let the love wash oh over God. you. <laughs> it gets sticky if you don't wash it off, though. So you should probably take a shower after this. <laughs> I will be showered. Uh, no, I appreciate it, and it's it's funny that you guys are showering me, and like it, it, mo a lot of people think of what I'm saying is like the worst fucking thing you could say right it's, now. Yeah, it's scary. And, you you and gotta then, be careful. But and it's and like, like I, somebody's gotta talk about it. I, you gotta talk about it. <laughs> Thank you for the woo, Raina. Thank you guys for all the love. I really appreciate it. Oh my God, you guys. Uh, enjoy being. Thank you for gift subbing that to Wallace, Lord Helmet. Thank you for gift subbing to Platypus Palmera. Pa Platypus Palmera. And now there's a hype train. How, how dare all of you? How dare all of you? All right, so there's a Man. hype train thing. Look, we're going to ask these questions. Do you mind if we go over a little? Are, are go you okay? for it. Go for it. Do you mind? Uh, I know I told you we'd be out by a certain time, but it's looking like. No, that's that's cool. I could honestly sit here and talk about this stuff all day because this is the stuff I think about all the time. And I just don't really, I don't really talk to people about it too much because like we were saying, it's kind of scary too. Unless you know that a person's in the like not affiliated with anything, you're like, oh, okay, cool. You just hang back and watch yeah. all the chaos too. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's 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 my affiliation with everything. I'm just like, I sit back and I'm like, oh shit, what's happening in the world right now? Yeah. And it's just that's why I just hang out in my room and garden every once in a while. So yay. <laughs> yes, questions. North. Questions. We will get the question. Let me do the raid song real quick and then we'll finish out these questions and then we'll get to Cypher Deluxe. Uh, I'm sorry guys, cool. I know we're running behind. Uh, but we, we just there's just too much to talk about. There's just too much to talk about. There is. Alright, guys. Um, this is for you guys because there's a hype train. And so I have one song for a hype train and a raid. So this is it. Uh hold on. Um I need to get an emote for this or something. I need to get like a scene or or something that indicates what I'm doing. Uh, okay. I don't know why I still need the lyrics either. It's like there's like five words to this whole song. All right, here we go. All right, guys, here's the hype train song. Um, it's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos. No need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Out in the streets, tacos. All you can eat, lettuce and shells, cheese and meat. It's raining tacos. Yum, yum, yummy, yum. It's like a dream. Yum, 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 more sour cream. It's raining tacos. Ooh, tacos. Ooh, tacos. Ooh, it's raining tacos. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos. No need to ask why, just open your mouth, close your eyes, it's raining tacos, it's raining taco, yeah. There it is. Wow. 
Thank you for the tacos. <laughs> Thank you for the tacos. Thank you for all the bits and love, guys. I, I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't disrespect your ears by singing anymore, but I, I do appreciate uh, you guys. Uh, oh my God, Benzel, are are you subscribed? Oh, oh, okay. They, I was like, wait a second, Benzel. And I don't know what I thought, Mental. Thank you, Mental, for that 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 subscription. Mighty Mighty, thank you for those 300 biddies. Jay Doom, thank you. Oh, my God, 2,000 bits? Holy crap, bro. Thank you so much, Jay Dooms. I appreciate that. Oh, wow. That's insane. That, that was, that was the, that was, that's very kind. Thank you so much. That, that's really endearing because, uh. That's that was singing really bad. Uh, <laughs> Willie Beans, thank you for that extra sub to uh, Arandum. Um, I like that name. Mighty Mighty, two hundred sums. Arandum, thank you for the five hundred. Oh my God, five hundred bits. Jeez Louise, graceful Bard, what are you doing? <laughs> You're my guest. That's how this works. That's not how it works. Lord Elwood, thank you for the one hundred bitties. Uh, Willie Beans, oh, I think that's where we got Willie Beans was gift subbing to Dratch, and, uh, thank you guys so much. You guys are too wonderful and too kind for all that, and Aaron Doom, welcome, and, and, and thank you for being here. Oh, and Dratch, oh my, Dratch! Jeez! Come on! <laughs> all right, um, I, I, I don't have any more things here. How about more, here, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hello and welcome to We Speak English Good TV. I'm your announcer, Jean-Claude Van Damme. There you go. Kind of gotta finish that fiver, bro. <laughs> I well, I I appreciate that. Um, if it doesn't if it doesn't finish, it's okay. So many tacos. There's so many tacos going on here. Um, I'm gonna try to continue this conversation we're having here. Uh, we're gonna get through these questions because I want to make sure that your guys' questions get answered before we move on. And um, so uh, uh, let's try it. Let's let's try it. So uh, if you are LOTR universe, what? Oh, Lord of the Rings. Okay, sweet. I I knew that. I actually knew what that was. Okay, if you are Lord of the Rings universe, what will or what would you like to be? And level five is complete. Papa Sweet, thank you so much what? for continuing. You guys, oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much. There we Best go. Best community ever. Oh my God, you guys are just too much. You, you brought, you brought, you just brought the, you just brought your friends over and they just, wow. I appreciate that, guys. You're going to make me, you're going to make me Aww. start. Anyways. Cry. So, no, I'm just kidding. Cry. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I want to see it. Uh, you're getting me all you're getting me all worked up guys I appreciate that uh, a lot so thank you so much um, so if you're Lord of the Rings universe what what would you like to be I, I mean I would like to think that I could be an elf I like elves <laughs> okay. elves are cool but uh, I don't know I also really like hobbits because hobbits get to lay around and garden and eat a lot and they're little I'd probably be a hobbit, probably, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, elves are a little too uh hoity toity for me. I would be an I would be a hobbit. <laughs> they all do they do carry around this this sense of entitlement, like, don't they? Liv Tyler with her entitlement. <laughs> yeah, Liv Tyler. Get out of here with that nonsense. Oh uh, okay. Well there you go. And that was for mental. And thank you, mental, for that question. Oh, wow, this was asked an hour ago. Do you set a time? Do you set aside time for both practice time and creative time, or are they one in the same? And that's from a nautic official. 
No, I don't. I don't <laughs> practice. I should practice every so often. If I have something important coming up, I'll practice a little bit. Yeah. Like I played a little bit before this, but not much. And then when I have gigs coming up on horn, I practiced like a week before, which I still need to do because I have a wedding actually uh, next week to play. So that's fun. I have to practice horn for the first time in like six months. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) I don't practice enough. I occasionally get the itch to do it and then I will, but I don't have any sort of set time. And as far as like art goes and stuff, I just whenever I'm feeling like just doing something different, I'll do art. But yeah, I don't really have any set schedule as far as rehearsal goes i just stream that's it yeah there you go that's a solid right. answer that's a solid answer you talk about practice yes yes i'll talk about practice talk, hey. you picked up your violin jay dooms <laughs> <laughs> uh moving dutchman thank you so much for that uh that sub that resub i i really appreciate it and it's good to see you bud thanks for being here uh, again everybody we got a live band stream this sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so stop through. Uh, yeah, the 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 practice thing is weird, right? Because like I, I feel like I'm only practicing when I have gigs coming up too. <laughs> um, yeah. Like it's I got like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh I better do it. like like we got this music stream coming up on Sunday, and I, I just started practicing for it on Wednesday, and then like a little this morning, and then I'll probably do something tomorrow, and then by Sunday I'll be a, a fucking maniac running around trying to set stuff up, coming in so cold that yep. uh, I'll, I'll probably <laughs> and then I'll forget everything that I practiced so yeah it'll be great my practice is like shower singing falsetto poorly <laughs> yeah exactly hey, shower man. singing every once in a while <laughs> oh shit we go again yeah no this uh, the, the practice thing is a weird thing but I, I like the drums a lot like, because I just bought these electronic drums some, re- or some Remos no uh, some Roland uh, V drums and uh, I love those, but I haven't touched them in like a month since the last time, since the last, since the last live band stream. So <laughs> it's nice. Like, <laughs> I, it's just weird, right? It's like, but, but I feel like, I feel like you are like me in a little bit, like where you're, it's not like you're not working every day or working towards something every day. It, it's yeah. just that there's so much going on that you have to like sort of cover all these bases I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's part of the problem would be maybe not a problem, but that's part of maybe some of the issues with being ADHD is that you have to sort of be involved in all these different things to keep from boring yourself into death. You know, like it's just it, yeah, exactly. Because we get bored, yeah. we get bored at the drop of a dime. So like if if you get bored easily with just playing your French horn all the time, well. How much are you going to play your fucking French horn? You know, so you got to have mm-hmm. some variety, I think. Great work on the railway today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Moon Dutchman. Um, okay, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me get through these questions here. So we, oh my God, I didn't know there was like melodica solos and shit. Oh my God. Uh, okay. If, yeah. If anyone asks if you are a god, you say, and this is from Lord Helmet. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Of course. <laughs> of course. I just say yes. <laughs> Bass solo. Okay, hold on, mental. It's gonna be quick, mental. It's gonna be quick because because we're we're running behind. We're running behind. Uh, so how's everybody doing? How's your day? Everybody doing good? <laughs> I, I, I know it's like um, we're running behind on this like made up end time. Praise <laughs> like, the nautic. Stop it, nautic. Stop it, nautic. Praise the grateful bard. Okay, this is, uh, I'm going to be playing my wife's U bass. 
Ooh, uh, this is, this what? Is, this, what? Welcome. That, all right, change my answer. I want one of those. <laughs> welcome, you base 420. I'm in the future. That's true, Mental. Mental is in the future. Mental's in the future, baby. Um, let me see. Okay. Uh, all right, this is my one and only solo bass stuff that I can do. So I'll show you what I can do. Okay, that was garbage. But anyways, there you go, everybody. Yay! <laughs> sorry, sorry for the garbage um, mental. It's just I, I'm not warmed up at all. Oh, and <laughs> woo! I did the here. I'll give it to you like this. Oh, that's not how I give it to you. All right. <laughs> wow. Here, let's fix this, and uh, I'm gonna turn this down just for a second. And nope, that's not doing anything. Sweet. <gasps> there it is. That's for. <laughs> That's for you guys who are um, triggering that woo and not getting the payoff there. Um, oh, what? Hold on. Uh, now, we, okay, bass solo done. Uh, another bass. <laughs> okay, we just did we, that. That bass solo counts for both. Uh, melodica solo. Okay, hold on. Let me see here. We'll get this done really quick, guys. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm running out. Eat your heart out. Eat your heart out, Les Claypool. All right, here we go. There we go. I give, I give myself woos now. That's how sad I am. <laughs> that's, that's how we're doing it. Uh, do do we have a? Oh my God, we got a baby Yoda. Okay, wow, I didn't realize this. Okay, that's what's happening. Okay, we got a baby Yoda interview coming up here. So, um, baby Yoda, are you there? Yes. There he is, baby Yoda. Everyone, say hi to baby Yoda. There he Hello, is. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, do you have a question for our guest today, the Graceful Bard? Yep. And what is the question, sir? Whenever you're ready. You, you do like. Wait. Do you like. Wait, wait say that again. Say that again. Do you like jelly beans? Oh, there you go. Do <gasps> That's you... a really great question. I love jelly beans. They're delicious. There you go. The graceful bard loves jelly beans. They're delicious. Do you have another question? <laughs> Do you have another question, Baby Yoda? Not as I can think of. Oh, okay. The graceful bard. Do you have a question for Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda, do you like jelly beans? 
Baby Yoda, the graceful bard has asked, do you like jelly beans? Yeah. Yes. Well, there Good you answer. go. <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, Baby Yoda, to, just so uh, the moving Dutchman doesn't feel like uh, he didn't get his uh, his fresh bars worth. Uh, how was your day? I just want to I just want to ask you a couple more questions, just so uh, the moving Dutchman gets gets their uh, gets their 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 money's worth here. So, how was your day so far, Baby Yoda? Pretty good. What did you do? I made some lemonade. I played. My Nintendo Switch. And anything else? I I landed my ship today. Oh, you landed your ship today? Yeah. That's pretty good for a baby. Hey, yeah. I'm Yoda, you know. You can't expect us. You don't know everything. That's right. That's right. Well, Grogu, I appreciate your time. And thank you for uh, coming all the way across the galaxy and joining us in the Space Matrix to uh, to talk to the Graceful Bard. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Thank you. Have a great day, too. All right. Bye-bye. Yay. All right. <laughs> thank you, Baby Yoda. I appreciate you coming through. That was that was that was uh that was oh it's always a good time when baby yoda's on uh, on air here so we've made it through we made it through the questions and we made it through the the, the interviews and the solos and oh 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 my bad what's your favorite board game and video game and this will be oh jeez and this will be our <laughs> last question of the uh, of the interview everyone oh man i i guess let's see Board games. I don't really like board games too much, mostly because I don't like learning new ones. So <laughs> I might go. I might go with like Scrabble or uh, my friend Jay Dooms sometimes brings over this game called Drop Mix, which isn't really a board game. It's like these little music cards where you can break up the song by drums, bass melody and stuff and then you can slap them down and it'll play it and you can mix songs together so we do that but we don't really play it by the rules we just kind of do it we just like uh, make for fun (laughs) we'll sit around and drink beer and just like put down the put down the cards and stuff so that's a thing yeah let's go with that and scrabble i guess and then video games ah i don't know i mean I like MMOs, so I like, um, I used to play Ultima Online for many years, and then I've been playing Shroud of the Avatar for some years, but uh, I also like puzzle games. I like games where I can build things, so I like Roller Coaster Tycoon, which I recently Mm. downloaded the original, and I've been playing that because I'm a nerd, and I like (laughs) it. Uh, Stuff with good character creation, I don't know, things like that. Eh. Do do uh, do 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 you mess with Minecraft? No, Minecraft. So I get really bad motion sickness and Minecraft, unfortunately, is one of those games that I can't watch too long because I get sick. So sort of like I wanted to play Daisy because when Daisy came out, you know, uh, The Walking Dead was really popular Mm. and I was into it. And I was like, oh, my God, a zombie sandbox game. I'm all about it. And I watched somebody play it for like five minutes and I like threw up and had to take a 20 minute nap. (laughs) It was it was so bad. So I can't play really like first person games or anything like that. Yeah. He but, said, "Not yeah. not a nerd, a nord, <laughs> a nord, <laughs> a, a nord nerd." Back to the nord. Back to yes. the nord. Uh, they're they're amazing. They're amazing. Oh full, my god! Ask her if she if she likes simulator games or not. <laughs> you like simulator <laughs> uh, games? I know that was the. This is the last question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, 
I do. I, I like flight simulator, flight simulator stuff, things like that. But again, it depends. I haven't played one in a really long time, so I don't, I don't know if it would mess with my motion sickness. But um, I have a friend on here who plays like a rocket simulation thing where you build rockets. Mm-hmm. I forget what that's called, but oh, uh, that game is one that I've always wanted to play and I just never got around to it. But I like watching other people play it. It's really fun. Check yeah. her IQ. What? No, no this is kidding. He say he say it because he knew it because you love math. He knew he knew you were smart because you're a mad lover. Uh, the uh, oh yeah, Kerbal uh, Space Program. Are you uh, 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 so uh, now? Do you believe that we're in a simulation? Now that's the real question. Is this? A I kind of sim- hope we are. Almost. <laughs> oh I don't know. I mean, at this point, it would be nice to be like, oh shoot, I'm dead, and then you're like, oh. All right, that wasn't so bad. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, I must have put my shit in my 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 shit. I must have put myself into this shit because there are things that happen to me in my life where I learn a lesson and I'm almost like, that lesson was a little creepy. That's almost like something if I had control over my life before it happened, I'd be like, you need to learn this. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like the more I let go of life, the more I'm kind of convinced that something weird is up something mm-hmm. strange there are a lot of uh what's it called when like two things happen simultaneously synchronicity yes there's been so much synchronicity the last year where i'll be singing and then like a like a fire truck will go by and it's the exact same pitch of what like the note that i was on yeah. or i'll like clink a spoon in the bowl and same thing like something happens or i'll say a word and the news is on in the other room and they say the exact same word i'm like what the fuck so i don't know I, I think it's very possible uh, that that uh, the the uh, that 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 thing I've, I've gotten so used to it now that if I don't see those things happening in my life, I feel like I'm not on the right path. Like because I yes. always just take that shit as like, well, I must be doing the right thing because that's what's happening. Literally, uh, same exactly. But, but it's like, and when those things don't happen, and and if I notice, like, wow, you know what hasn't happened in a while? Like weird little occurrences. Uh, you know, like I'll be like, I wonder what the fuck I'm doing wrong. I guess. Uh, but but that's mm-hmm. all you can look at. There's this one time when I was 17, 16 or seventeen, and me and my friends just ran off to New York City of all places and we're from ohio we didn't we've never been to new york city we're just like some ohio bumpkins in the big city you know so it was like it was really cool but like the whole time was just like we would be driving under a a, a light and someone would say something and the light would come on right as they made the point and like or or the the biggest one was we went to this music store that was i think it was in times square i think there's a music store in times square i can't remember yeah Um, probably it's this huge ass place that had like two floors and it was crazy and like we went and we were a band too so like we're friends and we were a band and you know went to high school together but we we had songs and we went into this guitar shop and we went into the acoustic guitar room and there was this dude playing a song exactly how I play, like, like the same chords too. Like it, it like I know this, like I can, I'll just play it. For, oh my. No one tell Raina that you bass 420 just fell. So it, it went like this. You know, just like this very simple thing, and and I know that's probably like a very, uh, a very 
you know, uh, I'm sure a lot of people have played that rhythm before, but it was just such a weird thing. And he was playing it exactly how I played it, but his, uh, but his B section went somewhere else and it was way cooler than my B section, <laughs> which I can't remember. Ray and Mike broke your guitar. Hey, hey, what did I say? What did I say? Um, anyways. Yeah. So synchronicity quite a thing and the simulation yeah. theory baby <laughs> all right guys uh now that it's 5 30 uh, uh if there's anyone that's interested in doing cypher deluxe let me know now go ahead and jump into the oh yeah okay so uh, uh holden had to go uh usually behind the suit does it but he has to uh he had to, he's starting his own stream so hold behind that suit's not going to participate but if anyone is interested in jumping in uh oh pizza jams what's up baby you here for cypher deluxe or what uh if anyone is interested in in, in sharing a talent yes well i'm going to explain that right now enjoy being so cypher deluxe which i just put that little thing there cypher deluxe is uh, is a is what we do in the discord and on air is a way for the community to share their talents so if you have a song a poem if you want to rap a verse uh or if you have an idea or, or just anything you want to share this is the time but i try to keep it creative so like if you just want to come on and just like yell baba booey or whatever that's that's not what it's for but if you are interested in rapping a verse, uh, Mental came on once and he read a poem that he wrote. And uh, we've just had all kinds of different people come on and, and perform in different ways. So uh, if anyone is, uh, is interested in doing that, right now is the time. You can jump into the Discord, uh, which is uh, right up there. I'll put it again. And you can jump into the Cypher Deluxe text channel and just sign up and say, hey, I would like to go and let me know what you want to do. And I have beats, some royalty-free beats that uh, can I come in and tell? <laughs> yeah, you could come in and... <laughs> no, please don't yell. But if it's Willie Beans. <laughs> Willie Beans. <laughs> I mean, if you want to yell, ooh-doo-doo-poo-poo, um, that, that's not really... That's not really the point but willie beans if you do want to come in and and rap about udu poo poo that's cool if you want to tell a poem just yelling is just it's just not for me right now willie beans <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my people are all actually streamers I, there are quite a really? few of them that are very talented too like Amazing. the sound serum i'm looking at you oh. sound serum enjoy sounds... being drag attack willie beans does music hey, too drag, a lot you, of these guys you stream drag i didn't even know drag he does now How he dare. started he played in synth fest and he played in my 505 fest he's a uh, a synth wizard now he's getting there he's really he's doing a kick-ass job brand new to music he's a natural at it very good amazing enjoy being i'm following you right now okay morpheus all these lols what's going on what are you guys doing yeah yeah sound serum i'm looking at you oh geez oh geez so be immortalized with me guys sorry um and and um i'm not sure if uh bard were you interested in doing a little demonstration as well and it, I could. I could do a little demonstration if it, you guys want. I could do a little a little loop. The Crazy Bard, take it away. It's all you, my friend. There, there you go. 
Okay, so I was offered to do a song, but since I do improv, I decided uh, rather than come up with a song, I'm going to improvise. So I'll tell you guys, basically what I do is I have this looper here and I try to start with a beat. And the reason I do that is because if I don't, I kick myself later because it's hard to get a beat going after the fact. So let's get a little, I don't know, some sort of little hip hoppy sort of beat here. And And I guess everything sounds good. We'll just we'll just run with it.
So that's a uh, small sample of what I do. <laughs> and that was just off the cuff. Just, was, just going with the flow of whatever. That was awesome. Thank you. This is a thing. This 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 tool right here, the 505. Holy shit! This has changed my life so much. And now that I play music like this, I can't just go back to an open mic and be like, "This is my cover of Wonderwall." Like I I feel like I just am not myself unless I'm doing this. So yeah. that obviously makes it hard to do live gigs. I'd have to drag everything out. But someday, yeah. someday. Sure. So yeah. That was go. that was amazing. No, that 505 is legit. Raina got one, and um, I've been I've just been. I've been trying to respect her stuff and not just go in there and uh, just start playing with it. But, oh, my God. Which yeah. I, I'm just bad at not respecting people's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just start using it. Uh, I just start using her toothbrush. And I'm just like, sorry, bro. I, oh I my need God. a new one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like how the theme of today is I'm not an asshole, but, <laughs> but I'm totally. I just like to use other people's stuff constantly. <laughs> I just take what's not mine. <laughs> I just say the things people don't want me to say all the time. That's just what I do. Graceful Bard, wait, how can people find you? How can people get a hold of you? When do you stream next? I'm gonna put all your links and stuff in the in the in the thing here, whatever that's called. Wow. Uh, I'm on Twitch, obviously. I'm the Graceful Bard. I started a YouTube. There's not really much on there, but I am the Graceful Bard on there if you want to be ahead of the game for when I do start posting all my highlights and other video material and things. Um, I'm on Bandcamp as jen.bandcamp.com, but that's spelled X-H-E-N. So it's basically all the links that you got there. My link tree basically takes you to all the things, but most places I am the Graceful Bard. And um, I do have a Graceful Bard band camp as well but there's only one song on it that was when i started out my brother and i did a cover of this song stones from ultima so we did that uh so i may add more to that but i'm really not sure i still kind of identify as my song person-y thingy so yeah uh but yeah that's basically it i'm the graceful bard if you search the graceful bard it usually pops up something so find me on your preferred medium and i'll be there and um yeah <laughs> Well, that's awesome, and, and Mental wanted to squeeze in one more. Are those real ears? Of course. Of course they of course. are, Mental. What, what is that? How could you even ask? That's, you, know <laughs> what you, you know what? Now Bard is offended. Now Bard's offended, and now Mental you. is canceled. Canceled! Uh, canceled, man! Nah. You know what? I need a cancel button so we could just push cat and like a big cancel comes out. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> canceled. Holy shit, I have to I have to figure out how to do that. Oh, I'm gonna write it down. Hold on, big cancel button. Thank you so much, Bart. I really appreciate you coming on the show and having an open and honest conversation. Again, we get in, we wade through the thick waters on this show sometimes, but I, I feel like it's necessary to have these conversations. Uh, it, 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 it's weird that, you know, on, especially on a platform like Twitch, having these kind of conversations can be considered dangerous. I, I don't know. Or, 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 or violent. I don't know. But I, I think it's, it's weird that, you know, a lot of us artists have these opinions and we choose not to share those opinions, which is that's everyone's choice. But 
it's interesting that as artists we have to fear expression and um i it's very commendable that uh the graceful bard who is someone who is very much uh you know her streams are a very positive place and and she doesn't talk about the kind of things we talked about on this uh, podcast and that's understandable she has a vibe but she's not trying to go there it's not her thing but i want this show to be a, a place where artists can express themselves freely and 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 and, and i don't I, I don't like that there are so many artists out there who have opinions and, and feelings about certain things and they feel the fear of, of cancellation or or the fear uh, just fear in general to express themselves that's we're fucking artists it's what we do we express ourselves so um thank you so much the graceful to the graceful bard for coming on the show and having these hard conversations and having opinions because sometimes people also will just be like, i don't have an opinion about that it's because they don't want to be uh, called out or whatever the fuck so I really appreciate the Graceful Bard for coming on the show and being open and honest and, and much love to uh, the Bard and uh, all the all the cool stuff that she does, uh, especially like Synth Fest and Loop Fest and all the stuff that she is a part of on Twitch that's really cool. So uh, go and make sure you follow the Graceful Bard, twitch.tv slash the Graceful Bard. That's T-H-E-G-R-A-C-E-F-U-L. B-A-R-D. So uh, go and make sure you follow her up. And, uh, of course, all her socials are in the show notes. So go and get yourself some of the bard. Uh, okay, guys, that's enough out of me. I'm modding right now, so I have to go. Remember to go leave a review for the show. It's very helpful. If you like the show, leave a five-star review. Uh, oh, yeah, if you are interested in monetarily helping out the podcast, go to threadless. Uh, excuse me, we speak English good threadless.com and check out our t-shirts there uh that are for sale on our threadless store so there you go guys that is enough out of me i will talk to you guys next week with a new guest so uh be well uh be good to your fellow human beings hj's for everybody and i will talk to you then bye